Well, hey there, fuckers. Welcome to episode 28 of It's Just Beer Podcast. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. We went on down to Middletown and hung out with pedos of Equilibrium. We had a blast. Also, we wanted to give a shout out to I Am The Avalanche for letting us use the song This One's On Me. We hope you guys enjoy the episode because we certainly did. Bye. Love you guys. Excessive drinking is well in order this evening. Oh, I, I couldn't imagine any other way. We'll raise our glass to those close friends who are indisposed. They couldn't make it out. Well, I wonder what that's about. Welcome back, everybody. This is It's Just Beer Podcast. Episode 28. Episode 28. Thank you, young And it's Joshua. been so long since we've recorded an episode. I know, right? It's been I've, a whole eight hours. Yeah, we recorded one last night with, uh, I'm friends with Harrison from Sloop, and he came down and did one, and uh, it got silly last night. Sounds pretty fun. I got it was very no, fun. Yeah. no sleep <laughs> last <imagine>. night. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we, we were hurting in the morning. We're, uh, yeah. I'm good now. I don't know about you, but... I'll manage. <laughs> that, that was my uh, my advantage of showing up late because I didn't get too trashed. Yeah, because you showed up and then you you brought the uh, the bottle logic trillium, and yeah. I was just like, well, I guess I have to drink that. Yeah, now. and you gave yourself a boss pour, so that's on you. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got a little hammy. Those vanilla stouts, baby. I know yeah. you love them. Oh yeah, but uh, today. Your... Oh, I'm sorry. I was just yeah, saying that was his birthday beer, so he was allowed. Yeah, but I'm just say uh, this episode's a very special episode. Very um, special. All our guests are special, but all our guests are special. This but, is the uh, the first mobile edition of It's Just it Beer Podcast. Yes, we are not at my house, Uncle Dan's house. Uh, we are actually in Middletown, right? Yes. Middletown? Yeah. yes. And uh, would you like to introduce yourself, Mr. Guest? Hello, I'm Mr. Pedotes, um, co-founder of Equilibrium, and uh, you guys are the first people in our conference room from our new spot at South Street. Ooh. Wow. So, so double special in that sense. Yeah. Thank, Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. Well, no. thanks for, for coming by. No, we, we appreciate the time for sure. Yeah. It is yeah. awesome. So we have a, a nice uh, eclectic amount of beers and some ciders here to uh, be drank and talk about yeah. and uh, everything else. So I'm just going to start off with you, Pete. Sure. Um, Question number one, Ooh, if you we will. Have, we have, you ready we have for numbered questions. You ready for the interview? Do you want sure, to do it sure. over a beer first? Yeah. Oh, yeah I mean, yeah. I feel weird that I'm the only one drinking here, but. Oh, you know. yeah, don't worry. Yeah, let's, uh, let's all get a little bit all of right, a. Yeah. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun here. Sorry. I'm, I'm business up front, apparently. Yeah, I think we should cheers to your, your first mobile episode. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. To, to the questions. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real. It's kind of hard not to geek out right now because this is awesome. Okay. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I had to keep telling myself, like, I'm going to try really hard not to suck your dick too much. Um, yeah. Well, just do before my wife gets here. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, man. Just, just kidding. Um, but, yeah, I have uh, – I know a lot of people know Equilibrium for yes. IPAs and things of that nature. I personally am a big stout guy, especially like Pastry Town, Pastry yeah. Dessert Stouts. Oh, yeah. And man, I have been yelling at the top of my lungs for a long time about your stouts. Well, since you've really started bringing them around because Dan's our traveling beer beer guy. Man, how dare you make such good stouts? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they kind of honestly, pissed me off. Did, did you try the one today? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I will definitely be hopefully coming home with some bottles of yeah. it. For sure. Yes, please. 100%. Did you set some aside? Because... We were pretty close to Uh-oh. allotments and people. I, I think we're we can should be good. We can right? shoot a yeah. text and 
Oh, uh, okay. Because we were, we were pretty close. Well, hey, where's the worst? I have the beautiful memory of my four ounce pour. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it, was, awesome. it was awesome. It was awesome, actually. Uh, do you, it, so, what was the name of the beer again? Life After Death Star. So, that's a collab with Jay Wake. And uh, two of his favorite things, and also two of our favorite things, are, are Biggie, like the rapper, Notorious B.I.G. I was actually just proposed a barbecue menu for the Notorious P.I.G. And I was like, that's going to make the menu. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then, you know, Life After Death was one of his albums, and there's a Death Star, yep. so we kind of mashed up Life After Death Star. I'm a big Star Wars nerd, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, <sighs> I think, you know, seven years in MIT, you, you have to be a Star Wars fan. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is are that, you, oh, oh. I was going to say, how excited are you for all the wonderfulness that's coming out? Uh, from Disney? Well, I mean, Star Wars, but yeah, Disney. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of weird. Like, uh, my wife has never seen the Star Wars movies until like a month ago. Is she hooked now, or is she no, kinda, no, no? no. She's a, so she's a very serious theater person, and uh, the love story. So she loves the uh, the Han Solo Princess Leia romance. And then got into the the Padme Anakin romance and was like, "What the hell is this? This is not working for me. This is who are these people? Like, this is well directed." I mean, the actors didn't really help, but yeah. And I'm like, "But what about like Vader? You know, the creation of Vader? Like, that's a crazy story." And she's like, "Well, who's Darth Vader?" I'm like, "Oh, oh no, right. oh man, <laughs> tisk tisk." I'm yeah. not even a huge Star Wars guy. I know who Darth. Yeah, Vader I mean, she is. knows well, who it is, but doesn't really get like you know the. The moment where he becomes Darth Vader, because right. uh, as someone who is born in the '70s and late '70s, like that was when the Star Wars started, and now I'm dealing with a lot of people who have kids who are watching like the Clone Wars and whatnot. And they're going like, "Oh my God, I love Anakin! Like, I hope he kills Darth Vader." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're <laughs> in for a bit of a twist here." Yeah, big old sorta, twist, but not so, really. I did the I did that to my fiance. Now um, I got her into Star Wars, and she's hooked. Thank God, because if she wasn't, I don't know if she'd be my fiance right yeah, now. Yeah, you have to show the door. Yeah, but no, she's super into it, and she's like, she quizzes herself, and she like tries to go through all the movies, and I'm just like, yep, yep, nope, nope, switch them around. There you go. It's Empire Strikes Back, and then Return of the Jedi. Right, right. But she's getting it though, which I appreciate. You watch uh, Mandalorian yet, Pete? I haven't. I yeah. haven't. Um, All I yeah. hear is gushing on like Facebook and Instagram. About I've, it. Yeah. I assume that's where the Baby Yoda picture is coming for. That's going around everywhere. This Mandalorian. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's streaming on Disney Plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll probably I'm, get into it. It's legit. I'm waiting for the whole thing to drop because they're, you know, it's not like Netflix where it's a whole season. You can just binge it right up front. I'm kind of a binge watcher. So yeah. 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 No, I, I don't have to, yeah. If I don't get it right away, I kind of like, I, I have such flaky attention spans that if, you know, I'm like, we have to wait a week now, and then I get in something else. And, like, I'm not even watching TV in a week or something. So it's like I like a yeah, I like think, a, a book. I either read it or I don't. It's right. like, oh, I read the whole book today. Or I can't get past 15 pages and I go off. And, yep, and then you buy a new book. Yeah. Or, you know, try to build a grappling gun or something. Like, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> something, something else. Go, like, go off on some other tangent. Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, I uh, the only time I really enjoyed the anticipation was throughout Game of Thrones. I liked having that ending and be like, "Oh shit, I gotta wait a whole week to find out what happened." That was pain, though. That was it was, torture. but that's what the story and the show was about: is pain, pain and torture, pain and torture, and ultimately disappointment. Yeah, that uh, last season was could have been better. I, I, I agree. <laughs> could could have been better. I mean, 
man, it was. It was so good. It was so good up until that last season. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, Benioff and Weiss, I think uh, what happened was they got offered a new Star Wars trilogy, and then they decided to rush Game of Thrones, and now that trilogy got taken away from them. For sure. So it serves them right for screwing Game of Thrones over. Yeah, that's what they get. Anyway, what are we drinking here, Pete? What are we drinking? Um, So this is uh, a beer supreme mathematics, and it's a, a big... Uh, triple IPA with all the sort of new sexy hops, and including Brew One, which is a uh, we just started um, working with Haas for hops, which I'm super excited about. Um, where I'm going to Australia um, uh, with the Tired Hands guys and the Industrial Arts guys, and so I'm nice. super excited about that. And so we flew out to um, uh, Yakima to look at hops, and they said, "Hey, try some Brew One." We're like, "All right, let's try some Brew One." That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm super excited about that. And then plus, you know, I heard there's this hop called Galaxy that's really good. And, yeah, and it's yeah really I've, had a, I've had a couple IPAs with made with Galaxy hops. <laughs> a few of them. T- tend to be pretty good. Yeah. And so this is, I think, our second beer we've done with Brew One. Um, that's drinking pretty good for, for a triple. It has a... For a triple? He, he, Jesus. He, Come here's on. a complaint I have about our own beers is that... Uh, this was just canned, and so there's like a little bit of a carb bite to it, and then like in a couple of days it's going to smooth out even more. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you hear this all the time, but you guys kill the triple game. Yeah, I don't how 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 is it that high, but like you, you it's, get it's nothing. A, from it's it. a blessing and a curse. It's danger <laughs> juice. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's blackout juice. It's definitely danger. Yeah, juice. like if you have a to do list, it's not a really great thing. But. No. <laughs> well, it's actually, if it wasn't for uh, you guys, you were one of the breweries. Uh, like other half has helped. Quite a bit. I was never an IPA guy. I just couldn't stomach them right. uh, until I started finding these like double and triple IPAs at higher ABV. It's a little right. more malty instead of being super hoppy. Right. And now I can actually drink IPAs. Like it's uh, not yeah. a big deal. I, I mean, there's it's, good hoppy and there's bad hoppy. Yeah. That's right. one of the things that I really. Um, we have a friend. Uh, his name is Big A Rich. You guys probably know him. He was on uh, Barry Nose, and he's been yeah. one of my best friends. Yeah, the be- best hug giver. The best hug giver in the world. Yeah. Um, He's been one of my best friends since I was like four years old. And he would come over when I was homebrewing and just go, this is too bitter. What is this burn going on? Uh-huh. Just dump shit my homebrew over the railing all the time. Like, this is, <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> this is gross. Like, what are you doing? Um, and so I think in part to just hanging out with Ritz so much and him just going, this is too bitter. And like, this is too astringent. And then he had... Um, yeah. Then we had a you know beers like Hedy Topper, which had a really good bitterness and no like sort of like you know back throat burn that we really started focusing on like let's not overly dry hop things like people you know we're, we're probably best known for our hops but we don't uh, we don't want that burn you get with a lot of these current kind of like yeah. super hoppy beers. That was the thing for me was like with IPAs just being too bitter like. I just don't have a palate for that. So I like the really smooth. And I'm with Uncle Dan on that. That high ABV. It helps. Nice. Well, I think that yeah. it's, you know, to, since we're looking at a super sciencey beer, the higher ABV really helps um, act as a cold solvent and pull more hot boils into solution. Like the hot boils don't want to be in water, but they don't mind being in a, a higher ABV solution. Nice. Delicious. What's going on? Do I need to see any of that? Uh, uh, no, it's just how, how many do you want bottles from today and how many? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you oh know what? We're, we were trying to be sneaky, but might as well just yeah, say yeah, it out we're loud. We're just going to come out with it. No, all right. I thought like 
I was making sure it was nothing I had to do. Or no, I, I know. So I, that's why I figured I'd just come out and just say. Wonderful. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you want? Three, four bottles, two bottles, one bottle? Dose both for water. Dose. And I'm compromising with both both things I said on the way down. I'm going to go with three. Ah. Yes. Man, that marshmallow. So that was, yeah. So good. Yeah. Pretty marshmallow, yeah. It is very tasty. But, um, you know, something uh, I know now I'm jump jump off the IPA it's talk right. point here, but it's kind of like this first question and a little bit of everything combined. So notice uh, equilibrium. There's a lot of... Uh, Mathematics, physics, stuff going on. You had mentioned MIT earlier. Yeah. Um, what? So what's what's the story behind like the theme of the the brewery and how did like pretty much how did you get how did you get in the game? How did Equilibrium come to be and why do you why do you prefer using a format like this where it's uh, very so, science nerdy in I, a way? I'm a super science dork. I have a, a doctorate from MIT, so I, oh, I literally right. spent. Uh, you know, I oh. have uh, I went to college for 13 years. I have more degrees than the thermometer. <laughs> and I studied water chemistry. Uh, like my master's thesis was in Haiti, trying to make clean drinking water for people in Haiti. Nice, uh, my doctorate dealt with um, arsenic in Bangladesh and Cambodia and Vietnam, and then a whole bunch of literally these equations because of the same equations mm-hmm. of like how do you create clean drinking water for people? It's hmm. something I felt very you know passionate about. Like, sure, you know we're very fortunate in America. We're we're worrying about like you know. Oh, do we have the coolest new, you know, hoppy beer? And like Haiti has fifty percent infant mortality rates because they yeah. don't have clean drinking water. And so that's something I was uh, very uh, involved with in, in grad school. Um, and so I, I graduated MIT and I, I did a bunch of stuff. I decided that um, I didn't want to. I was actually offered a tenure track job at Harvard, um, which was quite an honor, but. I couldn't deal with the Red Sox anymore, the Red Sox fans. And I wanted to come back to New York, and I, I love I love New York. Um, and so I ended up working um, at a consulting firm working on the Hudson River dredging, which is a, a massive project, and it was around New York City. So I ended up getting involved with that. And uh, a friend there at the firm, Ricardo Petroni, uh, sort of said, like, do you guys have glasses? Why, why? I'm asking you guys for glasses. <laughs> did, library. Did, cool. did you really not bring a glass for Pete? Um, everything else nailed. Missed a glass for Pete. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, booyah. Nice. Um, he sort of said, like, you're one of the best water scientists I know, and you seem to like beer a lot. And I was traveling a lot um, up to Vermont at the time. Like, I was really into uh, uh, alchemist uh I actually happened to be friends with Jen Kimmick through skiing, which is sort of like random. Interesting. And so she actually was huge uh, for helping us uh, start. We would, you know, talk with her, meet with her, and she gave us some really solid advice that still applies to this day. And I was going up there for for Hetty and for Sip of Sunshine, and like then I discovered like Hill Farmstead, and which still I think is one of the best um, breweries on the planet. And yeah, I just happened to bump into you one day there. Huh. <laughs> that's that's right. That was not too long ago. Yeah. Um, and so my, uh, my friend at the firm was like, look, you're really good at water chemistry and water science. You really like beer. Like, have you tried making your own beer? And I was like, nope. I prefer to drive 11 hours to get one bottle. And he's like, try making it yourself. And he's like, I want to open a brewery. And so I was just going to be sort of a passive investor and, and uh, uh, maybe consult on the side with them if they have, like, science questions for me. And I hooked him with a guy who's going to be their head brewer, and the guy totally flaked out. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I, I always have, like, bizarro side jobs going on. So um, 
this is a longer, not that interesting story, but I was breeding leopard cats in my house. And so, okay. So we, I was. We're actually very interested in this story. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we have the the vanilla gorilla, and so tell him, Josh. All right. G- gush for a second. So I can't. <laughs> I put you on I'm the spot. Cry. I'm sorry. No, vanilla gorilla is probably mm. my favorite stout, if not my favorite beer of all time. Oh my goodness! It's fucking amazing. I don't normally come to like the releases and stuff like that. I'm not crazy like him. We appreciate it, but normally I don't get out of bed for it. Right. I woke up at 5 in the morning and drove down here to make sure that I got that because he brought it one time, and that's that's the one for me. Yeah, he, he almost cried. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So I got a couple. So it's funny that we're now drinking a reaction state. Um, the, the guys at Biologic are some of my, my favorite people. And uh, there is a beer. Ours, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not that we know them, but we love their beer. There there is a beer in Middletown called Fundamental Gorilla in the barrels right now, which is, you guys can probably figure out what what that is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That sounds awesome. Oh, boy. Going to have to make another trip, fellas. Jesus. But yeah, Vanilla Gorilla, for me, it's probably number one of all time. Wow. Well, cheers to that. Thank you. And that's one of my, my favorite cats of all time. Nice. So I think I saw the picture of the cat on Instagram. Are his eyes actually like that? Mm-hmm. That crazy blue? Just just recently, yeah. So anyway, I, I discovered or helped discover um, this thing called uh, charcoal bangles, which is if you combine, to make it simple, a leopard cat's coat gene and a house cat's melanistic gene, you get this bizarro kind of effect in a cat, and they call it charcoal. So... Hmm. I helped develop a statistical model where it was uh, shown to be true uh, with some guys at Stanford. And I got really into sort of like breeding cats. So let me me start that again. My girlfriend (laughs) got really into breeding cats. And I was going to fund it. And then we broke up. And then I ended up with a bunch of cats. (laughs) (laughs) And... So I started trying to figure out like, you know, what would happen if I combined these genes? Like, so the vanilla gorilla, uh, neither of his parents are... um, Look, they don't look like him. Huh. It turns out they both carry a copy of a Siamese gene, which is recessive. And so when you put both genes together, you get those crazy blue eyes. Wow. And so, I think you're talking Dan's language right that's now. That's intense, yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm a biology guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, no PhDs. It, it was originally in the plan, and then I got really sick after sick of college so after my bio, uh, bachelor's degree. It's a lot of school. It is. It is. But I do a lot of uh, reading and, out, and outside uh, knowledge learning. But uh, I deal with... Reptiles. Mm-hmm. And so the genetics thing, like I breed reptiles, everything with the recessive traits, the incomplete yeah. dominance, everything like that. Yeah. So, you, yeah, you're speaking my language. Yeah, it's so, a co-dominant yeah. trait between the leopard Gaudi gene, it's called. Yep. Um, so it's, it's just it. so funny because it's like, uh, I feel like I'm listening. Is this what I sound like when I start talking about this? <laughs> yeah. A little bit, but it's, it's hard fun. to yeah. shut him up. But I think very recently we've had two guests that are, Dan's just sitting there like, Say, ooh, someone oh, who knows yeah. as much of yeah. that more than I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a yapper, but with like uh, a couple guests ago, we had a, a Cicerone oh. on. Uh, that was last week. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I know, it feels like forever. It's drinking. Know, but. Yeah, but uh, it was, and he had so much knowledge on just like tasting and what goes into right. beers and ciders, and it's just like, right. I, I just, I had nothing to say right. just to listen. Right. So you're talking about that, and I'm just like, uh-huh. Right. Sounds like me, except I'm talking about 15 foot snakes. So um, I'm actually wearing my reptile 
I do uh, educational do, lectures for schools and stuff. Oh, very cool. Well. So, does that have anything to do with the the snake that you hang out with sometimes? Oh yeah, <laughs> everything yeah. is his. Oh okay. Uh, I, the only snake I have, I have uh, a royal python, and that's it. And it's the probably the most common pet snake you can really have. Um, it's only like four feet long, but I've had it for wow, probably going on fifteen years now. Um, it's but, uh, only four feet after 15 years for a python? It's a species. Yeah, that, that, oh, that, wow. that's just about okay. how big it, as they get. And that's when I got it, it was that big. Wow. Um, it's probably only grown, I mean, less than a foot since I've had it. They, I mean, they only get so big. I mean, their their enclosure, you know, plays a factor in that. And right, I, I mean, right. like a 30-gallon tank, which is probably bigger than most captive snakes uh, of right. that size have. Wow. But, uh, yeah, whenever you see pictures of me with a giant constrictor, it's at his house. Gotcha. Yeah. So if you're ever doing a, a release and you want like a 17-foot reticulated python, give me a shout. I'm particular to rock pythons myself, but, you know. Oh, that's funny. Oh. So you want to hear a fun story that you'll probably uh, <laughs> I, I do. love? I have one African rock python, a, a female. Oh, wow. Because so, those get pretty substantial, right? Yes. Largest snake out of Africa. Oh. Um, but females, uh, you probably know females will get larger than males, yeah. sexual dimorphism. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she is on a smaller side. She's only about 11 and a half, 12 feet long. Now, she was originally sold to me as a male. I've had her for over 11 years. Um, so I thought I, it was I have a, a joke about Will that's Rivera, but that's another story. Oh, that's <laughs> I'm just kidding. fine. Uh, just kidding, Will. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> so uh, one day I go in and start cleaning, and I'm just like, man, this snake is curled up real weird. And then I'm looking at him like, that's a really weird Yuri. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with snake shit, but. Uh, snake shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I know what snake shit is, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Snake poop looks a lot like bird poop because they both have cloacas and they both uh, excrete uh, uric acid as opposed mm-hmm. to urea like mammals. Right, so it right. comes out, you get the Naturally. big white chunks. Right. So I'm seeing this big Good white nitrogen. chunk. I know, right? <laughs> and I'm looking at it and it's really round. And it's just like, wow, what is this? And then I realize, holy shit, she's curled up around 47 eggs. Right. This right. snake not only has never been around another snake of its own species, it's never been around another snake in over 11 years. Complete parthenogenic clutch bearing. Of the 47 eggs, 24 were fertile. Of the 24 that were fertile, only three went full term. And I have, oh, I have three half clones of the mother. Right I didn't now. even know they could, they could do that. Yeah, it's extremely rare in vertebrate animals. But, uh, and this is. Because Komodo dragons do that. Yes, and Komodo dragons. And I know that are from an Eminem rhyme. No shit, really? Yeah. <laughs> rhyme or reason. All, all comes back to rap music <laughs> in the end. Right? So, yeah, Komodo dragons are actually really special because in, in uh, Parthenogenesis, uh, the female will give birth to all females. In Komodo dragons, the only known species, well, recorded species, that parthogen- Parthenogenesis makes all males. Oh. Now, technically, it's probably not good because it's super incest, but um, the the sons could breed back to the mother to help keep the species going because they are they are an island species. Right, right. So it makes sense in that sense because we've recorded it multiple times in uh, captives. So I don't know. It's it's pretty wild. It's a it's a rare phenomenon, and it happened in my house. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> kind of crazy. So do the offspring have a higher probability of doing the same thing? I don't know. I really don't know. Like, are you going to end up with a house just full of snakes? No. Well, it's already kind of is. Um, I actually, yeah. I have you one more dedicated room. Snakes. It's kind of like walking into a uh, a reptile metropolis. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like, uh, like you go into a reptile house, a nice zoo. Right. That's kind of like what my reptile room it's is like. Quite impressive. Yeah. Wow. Spend, wow. spend no expense. What's your What's your favorite uh, reptile you have? Ooh. Oh, jeez. See, now I got a list of questions for you. Now. I know. That's what. Ah. My favorite reptile that I have. 
Well, I, unfortunately to say, I used to have an American alligator and a Nile crocodile. Crocodilians Ooh. in general are my favorite reptile. Um, I recently got them down to Florida uh, for reasons I'm, I'm going to get around to on this podcast. But those would be my favorite reptiles. But of what I own, I don't know. That's a tough one. It's probably Slimer. Slimer, my Slimer? male green anaconda. Yeah. Love slimy butt. Slimy butt because he's a big ham hock. He's only like a nine foot green anaconda. And then. Total doofus. Like, I don't know. It, cutest it, snake ever. I mean, green anacondas are not like. Super green, right? There's that's just no. They're they're, oh, they're very green. Like as green as like your mic, not not neon green. They're like a dark green. More like oh, like, like, like a hundred, yeah, like like a hundred green or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Yep. got you, got you. Um, Except but, for like the stripe under the eyes, right? Is, that, is lighter? Well, yeah. That's to make it so other animals don't re- think those are eyes. Is to help to split up the actual eye patterning of an eye. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, uh, probably probably Slimer or Meow or Citron. Which are two, one is a purple albino and one is a lavender albino reticulated python. One's 15 foot, one's uh, 17 foot. So I'm having trouble visualizing a purple albino. What is? I shall show you. Like, to if me, albino just means like white and red so, eyes and now there's other colors. Which, which, well, sorry, sorry to interrupt. While you're looking up a photo, yeah. so let's talk we about. Talk, yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah, we, we have not been talking about the beers you've been On, drinking. Uh, oh, it's right. just Partho yeah. podcast. Yeah. I, I mean, this is all great, but. We should, Joshua, yeah. tell us what we, uh, what we just drank. Reaction state, barrel-aged maple breakfast stout from Bottle Logic. Our boys oh, in Anaheim, imperial stout aged in maple syrup, cinnamon whiskey barrels with cow-cow nibs, coffee, lactose, cinnamon, Madagascar vanilla at a humble 12%. And, and it's very tasty. It's, it, it, it's, yeah, it's brec- awesome. It's breakfast in a bottle. Yep. And uh, normally uh, we play an ABV guessing game. Right. We uh we, we cross off the ABVs in the bottle and we we just try to guess. I would I would have guessed higher than this is. Yeah, I, I would have guessed fifteen on I this. Going to go fourteen. Usually they're around fourteen. That fourteen mark. Is there uh, like a cin- a cinnamon burn yeah. on it? I a little think bit of cinnamon. Makes it yeah. It's a lot of lot of cinnamon, but yeah, but in a nice way. I, I I get maple quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, they have an al- they have an alcohol. You have to cross off a whole gauge for you. Oh, game. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love their, I, yeah, their, their, their whoever awesome. their graphic designer is, yeah. is killing it. Like, I, I love their bottles. It's so much fun. Ooh. Oh, and then I have. What? Oh, what are you, what are you drinking, Josh? What the fuck is this? What'd you get? I don't know. What is that? No statues? What, what's going on over there? I, I see gold wax. That's something from the A-State. I was going to ask if it was A-State. A-State? Yeah. Oh, my. All the A-State stuff you've brought that I've I've had. This is really good. Blows my mind. All right. So good. This is fucking delicious. Who brought this? Thank you. Michelle, don't be shy. Michelle is... You're welcome. I'm glad you're enjoying it. She's the shit. Yeah. (laughs) Motherfucking DeLuca. Michelle Michelle doesn't mess around. Yeah. Well, uh, Dan was telling us when we were in the parking lot before he got here um, that you, like, you're serious when it gets into the game. Like he was saying, like yeah, she'll, she'll fly to Belgium for a beer release. And I'm like, what? Yeah, she she was just in California for, for last week. I um, wow. I am pretty serious about beer. Um, I travel around a lot for beer. Go to different festivals, releases. Um, I think it's fun, and I think one of the cool things about Equilibrium is everyone is into beer. So Pete still goes up to Vermont for beer. Um, I know you saw him, Dan, recently. Yep. I'm at releases. Will still goes to releases. We're very um, beer-driven. We're not just here to make it. We're still here to be part of the culture. 
Um, and I think that's, that's what awesome. we try to reflect at yeah. releases. I, I think that. I'll um, take some more. After just in. <laughs> uh, no, I think that reflects a lot on you guys. I think that's why you guys are so well respected in, in the beer world because you guys just don't talk it, you live it. It's it's part of everyone's life. It's not just not? a job. It's it's a lifestyle. It's it's life. Yeah, it's super important for us. Like when we have people coming for releases, we want them to have fun. That's the bottom line. I mean, of course, leave with beer, enjoy the beer. We want to make great beer, but we want you guys to have a blast when you come visit. Well, that's what we want to experience. Yeah. Yeah. On the same yeah. Side. Yeah. You guys definitely foster that environment for sure. Now, I think there's a story that you told me, and obviously, like if we can't say it. But didn't you make like your girlfriend or wife at the time like wait in line for some bottles of other stuff that you <laughs> actually made? wasn't that vanilla gorilla? Yes. You signed her yes. up for vanilla gorilla. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, like, and, yeah, and I just stood in line for life after Death Star because I just think it's fucking douchey when brewers brew a bunch of beer and then go in and get it themselves when there's a line of people. That's one of the coolest them. fucking things I've ever heard in my life. Like, because you could have just been like, oh, now this is mine. I'm taking this, but you stood in line for your own beer. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. That, I think it's the that, right thing to do. That's that's legit. That's hats off to you. It's awesome. I don't ever wear hats, but hats off to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's a bunch of people that want it. No, I that, want it. And... I mean, that, that that's integrity, and that's yeah, that's what matters most in in the beer game. But hey, I mean, even if you don't get it, it's just beer that's at the true. end of the day. So also, yeah. standing in line for beer is fun. It is. It is. <laughs> you, you make some of your best friends standing in line for beer. Yeah, I. I can't tell you how many people I've seen like post things on Instagram, Facebook saying, oh, haha, like I'm, I'm in my 30s and I have like no friends. I'm like, I have more friends than I've ever had in my life thanks to beer. <laughs> you meet a new person, if not five or ten new people, every weekend yeah. going to a release. Yeah. And it's people that you end up becoming great friends with over time. Yeah, Absolutely. some of my best friends now I've met through beer. Um, I've been into beer for like 10 years, so you kind of build up this collection of great people in your life, and it's yeah. all surrounding things you love. So, Yeah, when I, when I see you you post things, you, you, you know, you're out in California, you're, you're out you know, hundreds of miles away, and you're like hanging out with like seemingly your best friends. Mm -hmm. And that's, that speaks a lot. It's like clearly there's something going on you know, this collective kind of just friendship that you make in the beer community, it's its a special thing. It's really special. And that's what we try to pass off at Equilibrium. So yeah. that's our it, goal when we have fun releases. It, it we shows for sure. We always bring it back to the fan. Yeah, absolutely. Something we were talking about, because we're both pretty new to this, is like it's very similar to going to a concert. Mm -hmm. Like, a, you know, we're big metalheads, so we're used to going to shows. And it's very similar. You know, everyone's got, like, their brewery shirt, and everyone's yeah. talking yeah. about, I, like, yeah. Yeah. oh, <laughs> I remember this when it came out, like, 10 years ago. It was awesome. Yeah. And, like, you that make friends of mine. That release. And, yeah. yeah. Yep. You got the people who are pushing to be up front, constantly being around the bar. Then you have, like, the old men too old for the mosh pit. They're sitting in the back holding their beers. It's like, yeah, you know. Yep. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> band sounds way better from back here anyway. <laughs> and today, too old today, for shit. Right. today, we felt like we were the band playing. It was like kind of cool, like just knowing we were going to be doing this. It was, it was a good feeling. That is cool. Yeah, getting getting a little bit of a special treatment. Yeah, yeah, it feels cool. Us and our our little podcast, we're going places. Oh yes, <laughs> and you yes. know what? And even if not, we're having fun. So yeah, yeah. that's what it's all about. But man, this a state beer. Yeah, holy 
Jeez. Yeah, and uh, Michelle, do you want to tell us about this? Yeah, I would have never guessed ABV on it. Never, ever. I'm not even sure of the ABV. Let's see. It's 15.5. So it's It's like li liquid caramel sure. sauce. It's like Yeah, it's uh, almost like a caramel butterscotch fudgy. Yeah. There's so there's no coconut, walnut, uh, vanilla. Actually, three types of vanilla. So Madagascar, Tahitian, and Ugandan. And walnuts and coconut. So Goodness. super fudgy, beautiful mouthfeel, nice yep. and thick, silky. Yeah, and um, it's wow. Yeah, can, they're can doing some pretty good stuff. For a future post because <laughs> some good stuff. Right there. Yeah, this is good stuff. Um, and we love Cam's beer so much. He may be swinging by real soon to work on something. Ooh. Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna say it. I was waiting for you to say it. But. I'll say it. It may oh. be happening really soon. I feel so. like I feel like I Exclusive. should know what, what the yeah. eighth state was, which I imagine is where they got their name from. Where are they from? Uh, South Carolina. Okay. So I thought South is Carolina was the eighth state. Um, apparently I was wrong. It's something to do with like uh, the galaxies and microcosms or something like this. Yeah. Huh. I was going to say one of the beers is microcosm. Yeah. Or they, have, they, have they have a couple have microcosm different microcosms. One and I thought two. it was yeah, been, yeah, I remember you brought microcosm <laughs> two yeah. and yeah. aphelion. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And microcosm those beers. Microcosm two was probably one of my favorite pastry salads this year before yeah. Life After Death Star, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> shameless self-promotion. <laughs> you know, shameless plug. But, no, I, I remember no, you sharing those. Things. Those were great beers. Yeah. Yeah, for so sure. So we love what they're doing, um, and Cam will be up soon to work with us. Yes. So super pumped for that. Nice. So, so, so I got to say, I love everything that we're talking about, but we totally – totally derailed from your breeding of cats. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just That's kind of right what we do, in. though. We derail. Yeah, we, we go we off on tangent super hard. Like I, was, I was wrapping it up, honestly. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so I was uh, sort of really curious about sort of genetic combinations that produce these different things. And, and so we have a vanilla gorilla who has these crazy blue eyes, but also these dark circles. Um, and then we were having the brewery going. I was wrapping up some other projects I had, like leading a blackjack team. And so I couldn't do everything <laughs> at once. And so I kind of said, yeah, I don't want to, you know, clean up cat shit anymore. Not a lot of cat shit. As right. much cat shit I was doing. So, oh, brother, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> and they're supposed to bury their shit, but that only works if they, you know, go where they're supposed to go. Right. And, uh, and so that kind of winded down, and then the brewery kind of winded up at my house, and it was... Uh, you know, you can tell by this label here on Supreme Mathematics, like I get kind of OCD about the stuff, and I was like brewing six batches a day, and you know that's tw like twenty two hours of brewing. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah. Just, just being excited about stuff, trying to figure it out, and um, we made some homebrew. We let some people try it, including like uh, Will Rivera and Ryan McNally, who's our head brewer, and they're like, "Wait, this is really amazing!" And I'm like, "No, it's good. Like, you know, I don't I don't feel like I need to drink as much Vermont beer if I can make this in my basement and put it on tap in my living room. That's cool." And then Ricardo got very excited and was like, look, this can be a business. You know, you want to open a brewery? We're like, yeah, let's open a brewery. Nice. And the rest is history, huh? Kind of. Like, it's a little weird. And people, like, you know, I hear about, like, these super noble lineages or something. It's like, you know, there's Greg Noonan and John Kimmick and Sean Hill. And I'm like, no one fucking told me anything. We just kind of faked it. And it sort of worked. But, you know, we're still just making shit up all the time. And... Hopefully it works. We probably reinvented a lot of wheels, but I think we also probably some figured out some other stuff too, which is cool. It's part of the fun, though, right? It's just being able to kind of. I mean, beer is so complicated. Look at this label; like it's 
Yeah. These are all meaningful things for beer, and it's it's a gross simplification of how complicated beer actually is. So is or there it could be really simple, right? It depends on how you, yeah. you look yeah, at it yeah, and go yeah. about it. And I think about it like this. This is how I think about beer. Like, here's a little glimpse into my head, and it's, it's a weird space to be. And this is too simple to actually define what actually happens when you make a beer. But you can also get, you know, really simple and make a really good beer, too. Like, uh, yeah. You know, I've talked to some people who are just like, you know, I have a very specific pH I like, and then it's like, well, it comes down to titratable acidity, and people are like, man, I just fucking blench it till it tastes dope. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And the beer fucking tastes dope, and it does. Yeah. And it's a very different right. way to go about it. And Absolutely. I will say that I think there actually is some very strong science underpinning that blending, but at the end of the day, it's like, how does it taste to you in a glass? Right. That matters. Right. And there's a lot of ways to get there. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so funny, too. Uh, having taken uh, a year's worth of organic chemistry in college, yeah, the, the bane of most people. Yeah. <laughs> like, this stuff was like, you wish. You wish that's all it was. Oh, my God. Orgo it's... was out of control. Yeah. But very interesting. I hated taking the tests. I hated being tested on it. But when you really get down to how organic chemistry works, especially if you're looking at it in the uh, the theme of beer making or just fermentation yeah. in general, yeah, wild. And then, yeah, like you then you have biochemistry in there as well because you're using right. living organisms. Right, and then you have heat and, and pressure and gas exchange and solid liquid exchange and kinetics. Like, you know, we I, I really wanted to... So there used to be a beer called kinetics, which is now fluctuation. Okay. So oh, kinetics is sort of the opposite favorites. of equilibrium, right? Equilibrium is a steady state. Mm-hmm. DCDT equals zero if you want to get technical. Oh, and kinetics baby, is, get technical. I love it. And, and, <laughs> and non-zero is, is kinetics, and we used to make a beer called kinetics. We got a cease and desist on it. So we no longer make it, but that was actually the origin of fluctuation. Ooh. Hi, Corey. We got some big sexy here. So yeah, would you like to uh, introduce this beer? Uh, sure. So this is um, Three Sons. I think this is batch two. Yeah, this is batch two of Big Sexy. It's a, I think, 15% barley wine. So, you know, keeping with the high ABVs. No, thank you for that. Humble 15. Uh, We love Corey. We love Three Sons. He's a great friend to Equilibrium and... I saw him last week. We were down there drinking awesome. this last week. Well, it's gonna be Ooh, delicious. Whoa, where where is this ABV? I think this was. I don't know. Is this two it, years with vanilla, or is, am I thinking of something else? Oh, uh, let's see. It's it's aged out. It has to be aged out. Is this aged for a while yeah, and then a, bottled? This Twenty is, months. It's, it's Twenty yeah, months. Yeah. Okay, that's why. That's why. This luscious, full body with intense, complex malt flavors of caramel, dates, and toffee. The barrel notes are sweet vanilla. I think it's just barrel. There's no okay. huh. added yeah. vanilla in here. Yeah, this this is just. Well, you can you can get yeah. vanilla out of the yeah. wood for sure. Same compound. Yeah, I mean, it's I same thing with a smoking uh, barbecue. Same yep. compound. There, there's zero heat on this. It smells boozy, but it's not. Man. It's it, not. it goes down yeah. so smooth. And then like the datey, raisiny, uh, pruny at the end. Nothing up front. It's nice boozy syrup, sweet, and then it finishes with the fruit mm-hmm. and the aftertaste. Yeah, sometimes with barley wines, I get that it's a little aggressive for me, but man, this this is balanced as hell. Yeah. It's smooth. Damn, this is excellent. We actually just brewed our first uh, barley wine, if you guys are really? aware. Mm. Yeah. You want to oh. talk about that? that man, look at all these really exclusives yeah. we're getting. Dude, I, <laughs> like, I'm really happy for everybody's sake that I'm sitting down right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> so this we, is very um, exciting. We oh, have yeah. a longtime employee. She was probably, I think, maybe fourth or fifth employee, Jess. She went through a hard time. She had a house fire. So um, oh, to try sucks. to help her out, we 
um, auctioned off a day with Equilibrium. So if you won, you got to hang out, brew a beer, present the concept, work on the art. Um, you got a tour of the new space. We pulled from barrels later that day. So it was kind of like the full Middletown treatment, the same treatment we give to Holy dogs. Yeah. He got Holy uh, Dog. Rock Fantasy. <laughs> yes. So just like, um, you know, guest breweries coming, they get the whole treatment. We gave uh, Kevin Bubb. He was the contest winner. Kevin um, Bubb. Shout he, out. He and, the so the, and the proceeds go to help Jess. Right. So nice. all the proceeds we raised, we raised, I think, close to $5,000 for her. That's um, what's great. Yeah. Je Jess is the sweetest. She's girl. awesome. Yeah, yeah. she's awesome. Yeah. So Kevin Bubb said, you know, I really like hops, <laughs> but what do you guys think about really, the first barley wine? You want to do a double wine? or a triple IPA. Right. That's the option. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, let's do a barley wine. And we're like, And he's okay. like, I want it in barrels, too. So, yeah. of course, I don't want to taste that for two years. Granted yeah. his wish, and our first barley wine was brewed about two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. And we just I received a bunch of barrels, so some of that will uh, go into the barrels, which is pretty exciting. Three uh, different barrels. Damn. Yeah. So, Ooh, can we talk about the barrels or no? Yeah, so that's on my list of things to talk about. Oh. I, I know things are happening, so do you guys want to talk about, let, let's say, what's uh, kind of on the agenda vaguely for the next, let's say, year of equilibrium? Well, because I, I know barrels are a thing. Yeah, to, barrels are. To, to start, uh, the building you're sitting in, we hope to open uh, in late December, early January. Uh, that may start with just opening the tap room. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see how the kitchen goes because you know, a lot of it's being driven by licenses and permits. Classic. Um, I know how yeah, that hurry up and wait kind right, of thing right. goes. Yeah. But I mean, we're almost there. Like, I think the construction to open up the tap room should be done by like late December. Nice. Um, and a lot of people asking this, we'll get to your, your barrel question, why the heck are our fermenters on I-beams? I don't know if you saw that. but I, I saw the fermenters, it, but I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I didn't take They were resting on I-beams. And, and the reason is that we weren't sure if that floor can hold the weight of full fermenters for oh. the beer. And so those I-beams sit on other I-beams that go perpendicular down to the foundation. Okay. And so that puts all that, that load down to the foundation, which allows for things like barrels to go underneath the fermenters. Oh. Mm. So we, we do have a pretty significant space downstairs for uh, bourbon and wild barrels, which is, Ooh. you know, we, we've dabbled in a little bit, and I think it's going very well. Uh, we want to do more of it because it's... Tastes good. I am 100% yeah. in agreement with you. And we have weirdo fooders going. And what I mean by weirdo fooders is I think right now, so we have four 40-barrel fooders coming. Three of the four are collab fooders. Okay. What's well, a collab fooder? Great question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did, so did you that, see the confusion in my face? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're like, huh? <laughs> and so that's where we, we had um, decided, working with some other people, that they're going to be uh, – Stuff we work on together. For example, we're doing a, a, a stout Solera project. Solera, the liqueur, the orange liqueur. No, stout. <laughs> <Stouts. laughs> uh, well, Solera is a. Oh no, sorry. Solera is a, it's, like a is style. A, it's an aging technique. Oh, okay. So there's also like a, a pretty tasty like orange liqueur. Uh, <laughs> it's called Solera or oh. Sol Solarno. Solarno. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'm mixing it up. No, so, so you know Solera technique? It's really kind not, of interesting. I'm not familiar. It's, it's super simple, but, but super interesting. And we're doing that with uh, three of the four fooders. One of the fooders is just for lagering pilsers. So mm. we're not doing that. anyone but ourselves. Yes. <laughs> There's been a lot so, of questions. Crispy boys. Oh. <laughs> Pause for one second. I was asking for a pilsners or a lager for a long, long time. So 
No, no, oh, no, oh, no. Sorry. Just, she was, sorry, you said pause for a second. Oh, like, no, oh, sorry. I'll take a time <laughs> no, I just want to break in to... She's like, I'm about to beat Pete's ass, so actually, let's take this offline. We're going to do a cider next, so if you guys want to just chug a lug lug and I'll give us a rinse. Oh, well, sure. You, we'll you just chug it the 15%. I'm sorry. I'm not, I didn't mean it. Yeah, it's just, Dan's very proud of his cider, so... I'm going to be destroyed for dinner. I, I'm, I am having dinner at uh, Yepa's house tonight. And I'll be like, what's up, Yepa? <laughs> Sorry, I, I totally Sorry. ruined the uh, vibe. <laughs> I just, you know, are, these are very are we, strong. Are we going or? Well, yeah, we're good. Oh, yeah. I never. I knew what she meant. Uh, I just wanted to say how um, happy I was when we finally had our first Pilsner. It's something uh, Harry and I spoke about for a long time. And Pete, you know, it took him a while to warm up. And then when we finally didn't know it, how to make yeah. a pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> when we finally made it, like the staff was so happy, and we were we loved how it tasted, and we we're just super happy to have it. So awesome! It's a really uh, good liquid. Yeah, the uh, I feel like the whole beer world has kind of come full circle, and a lot of that us started off great times. That's great because uh, that was the name of our first you know pilsner. Our pil <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like I need it from me. Like, you know, it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just remember there being a meme. It was like uh, the evolution of man. And it starts off right, with, right. It's like right. Pilsner, IPA, pastry stout, barley wine, uh, lambics, sours, and then back to Pilsners again. Right. Back to players for some, uh, you know, PBRs or that's right. Some high lives. I've definitely found that with drinking all these crazy ass beers that we get treated to, like when I have something simple like that, like a lager. I had a Vienna lager from Sloop like a month ago, and I was like, "This is delicious. Right. This is not something that I never like that I ever would have gone for. Right. I never would have been like, oh yeah, I'll take that.' But I drank it. I was like, "This is awesome. This is exactly what I want right now." Because you kind of get lost in all this, you know, crazy shit that comes out. It's amazing. I love it, but sometimes it's nice to kind of like go back to basic. Yeah, go back yeah. to traditional stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, this is this is what beer just was. Yeah. Back in the day, I shouldn't say back in the day, but like when we first all got into it, but it's this, like it's pure beer. It's yes, not like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not there, like, there's not crazy adjuncts. There's right. not. You, you know, it's not food. Not. That's a good place to start. You're mm, like, right. oh, this is a beer. Yeah, pure technique and yeah, just those yeah. traditional styles. No, not messing with it. Just doing traditional classic stuff. Like there's certainly something to be said for that for sure. Right. Right. Muchas gracias. Wee wee wee. All right, so so I know Daniel here is very excited. Well, I'm actually fucking nervous. <laughs> you should That's okay. be. Whatever. Like. I, I, I so I knew there was a share going on, and uh, I had a weird epiphany this summer. Um, I have about two and a half acres where I live, and uh, I'm walking around on it with my young nieces, and I look over at a tree line. I'm like, no shit. Something I haven't seen in years. Fox grapes. I don't know if you're familiar oh, with them. Okay. Yeah. So they are the cultivars to uh, Concord grapes. Yeah. They're just much smaller. I went up, ate one, and I'm like, I'm gonna start making wine. And <laughs> your epiphany. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, yeah. It's but I started go. I I went really hard. Zero to a hundred, like that. So I started reading books. Started going online, researching forums, blah blah blah, this and that. And uh, I planned on turning a lot of the property into a micro farm now to grow uh, New York native species, uh, a lot of blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, uh, pawpaw trees. I don't know if you're familiar with those. Yeah. Um, and apple trees and some cherries to start making wines and ciders with. Right, right. And man, I'll tell you what. what? It's, it grabbed me and just 
we're going 100 miles an hour. And yeah. I'm stopped. So this is actually, this is my first uh, batch that I made of something I call snow snake cider, which is a holiday cider. Snow snake cider. Snow snake cider. Because everything's going to be reptile themed. Yeah. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so I think you could probably appreciate that yeah. um, in a lot of ways. Like, uh, I have something else called Tardy Torty, which is a dry champagne cider. I didn't tardy, bring it. Tardy, like, 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 well, like, <laughs> like tart. Yeah, a tart tortoise. A tar- right, yeah, right. right. And then uh, I have some other things I'm um, calling Urbaros. I have a blueberry cider that's going to be bottled next week, as well as uh, some hard sweets, uh, sweet red, and batch two of this. Ooh. So uh, the reason why I did a rinse, not because I'm being snobby or anything, it's just what we were drinking. Luscious, beautiful. This is more subtle, and I just right. wanted to everybody be able to at me. taste it. I don't because you're a dick. asshole. <laughs> hey, to be fair, I was a dick on that one. So. Hey, all I want is that that damn Lucky Charms. So case. I would love for you to try to uh, guess what the ABV is on this. I don't know, and this is like kind of an honor. Like, dude, you make things that I drink and like gush over. So I'm hoping that. You just don't think it tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not putting you on the spot or anything, but well, I'll let you know what I think. Now you have to say it's good. No, you, you don't. But <laughs> you you can give a brutally honest review. It's, it's I totally shouldn't have fine. said nothing. I should have explained this, this is, afterwards. This is adjunct right, right. cider. Yes. Okay. Uh, I would call it an imperial cider if that's going to give you a hint. Well, now that it is going to give well, you one yeah. percent. No, and and <laughs> if you if you want to be a dick about it, it's wine. It's apple wine. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I've been having a blast with this. Um, I think everybody around me has been enjoying it. We, we actually found out that Full Circle is an Imperial Pilsner. Fuck yeah. Imperial Pilsner, huh? Yeah. Wow. And they're like, this is a really good Imperial Pilsner. I'm like, what's an Imperial Pilsner? Is, is there like, is it that I think I, it's 5.5 five or 5.6 five, uh, or something, okay. at least according to the untapped people. I think Single Cut had something like that. They did like a, an Imperial Pilsner. It was similar. I think it was like 7% though. It was it was good. Yeah. It wasn't bad. You're welcome. And we'll save some for a rotten June. But uh, yeah, so uh, cheers. This is my first batch of cider I ever made. Clinky. The clarity came out nice. Uh, it's been bottle aging now for two months almost. Do you, you bottle condition this? In the... I, this is a still cider, so I did still, not okay. condition it uh, in the bottle. The Tardy Tordy ended up being conditioned, but... God, please, right, it, please it, don't hate it. Please don't hate it. No, it's, it's lovely. It's really great. Yeah, I, I was. Like uh, every time I drink it, it changes. It's so different every time. Yeah, this is like I'm getting. I mean, obviously a lot of apple. I'm getting cinnamon. It's like it's like apple pie. Yeah, it's apple very pie was the yeah. first thing that came to mind. Yeah, yeah. It, it's something I wanted to evoke, like the holiday seasons, like the colder weather. I, I forget, and it's, the the term is escaping, but it's like one of those wines they heat up and serve it to you. It's like a mule wine or something like that. Um, mold wine? Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, you could totally heat this up, and it would be very tasty as well. We should do that. Yeah, th- th- this is like Christmas time, you know, open a present. Mm-hmm. So this is something that um, we probably won't see full maturity of taste until about six months in the bottle um, because of the characteristics of wine and how it matures. So this is two months in. I'm happy with it so far, and... We'll see what happens. We got batch two coming, and uh, this is just going to continue to age. I have a bunch more bottles I'm saving for special times and special people. It's very good, but let's hear it. I want the Lucky Charms. Oh, Jesus. So, <laughs> oh, before that, Pete has to uh, play the ABV guessing oh, game. So, oh, yeah, if yeah, I, yeah. If I just go on, on taste, which I think is more interesting. Sure. Um, because you've 
given on this like wine cutoffs and ABV, and I know what that is. Um, this to me tastes about seven to eight percent. Okay. Which I'm, I'm sure it's higher than that. Are you sure though? No, I'm not. But <laughs> tell me. Um, no. So uh, most people give that guess. Um, the Ben, who was the cease from from last week, he also he I think he said seven point eight was his exact estimate. Yeah, seven eight percent is um, what it tastes like to me. Th- this is about thirteen. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it uh, it uh, definitely warms the spirits inside yeah. of you. Um, so it's also nice. put some spirits inside of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk but about secrets. When Dangerous. I first bottled it, though, harsh. Yeah. It was very boozy uh, huh. to the mouth. Um, so it's really mellowed out with age, which is awesome. So I've always had a problem what, with patience. What kind of me too? Yeah, uh, that's and right. so like I'm really pumped to see what this is like in like another six months from now, a what, year from now. What kind now. of culture you're familiar with? Like, is there stuff in here that are chewing on higher fuel alcohols to pull out some of that heat? Or uh, dude, that's Probably more in depth than I've ever gone gotten so far. Um, I would say, like as far as like yeast strain that I've used, I just used the uh, EC eleven eighteen. Okay. Because uh, I know they have a. You uh, see, like East Coast yeast. I guess is it East Coast yeast? Do you know? I don't remember what you used. Um, and I don't know if that's it was, what the it was. EC Lavlin. I just, Lavlin. Oh, Lavlin. Oh, Lavlin. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a dry yeast. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, okay. a, it's a wine champagne yeast. Right, um, right. And I wanted okay. something with a high ABV because I'm a big fan of imperial sure. high ABV stuff because sure. I don't want to drink a ton. I want it to right. do the job. Right. And a little bit. Um, actually, I do. I, I lied. I want to drink a ton and I want to do a lot. But um, so yeah, uh, just it was high attenuation on it. We went uh, completely to dry. There you go, clicking. We went completely to dry on it. And then I back sweetened with uh, spices and a uh, little additional apple juice mm-hmm. just to return a little apple character to it because the yeast, it leaves some apple, but right. when you go completely dry, sometimes it can be lost until right. you age it and then you get apple back. Right. It's really right. strange. It's a, it's a learning process, a learning curve for right. me. I'm wet behind the ears with it, but uh, I'm really pumped and excited about it. And yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you only it. jumped to this venture like, well, like maybe two months? September. Yeah. Yeah. This, this was bottled October 4th. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, I'm waiting for my mom to bring like a turkey dinner right now on Christmas Eve, and that's what think, I'm saying. Yeah, did I get the sure. cool Nintendo game I wanted, or yeah. what's going on? <laughs> exactly. Like that. That's what I was trying. Family the feeling Christmas. I wanted to evoke with this. I wanted like cheery holidays, like hanging yeah, out with family, absolutely. hanging out with friends. We're drinking. We're having a good time. Like those uh, almost nostalgic kind of memory, feel good memories. Right. That's what I want when you drink it. You know. But yeah, this yeah. is a Christmas morning beer, 100. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, it was also, you know, aged on cinnamon sticks, all, you know, yeah. the yummies. I, I mean, apple pie is like the most predominant note that I yeah. was like, oh, apple yeah. pie. Well, yeah, uh, cinnamon, uh, vanilla, uh, nutmeg. I thought about adding cloves in, but I did not, not do cloves. Nutmeg is the thing that I was not placing, that I was like, well, it's nutmeg. Okay. That, yep, it was nutmeg. That's kind of like yeah. the mortar to the, the other two adjuncts. Mortar, what a great way to describe an adjunct. <laughs> Ooh, thank you. Yeah, so hold, hold everything together. Sure, write, yeah. write that down, mortar. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not Mordor, but Mordor. Oh, Mordor. Th- that's a whole nother thing we can get into. <laughs> yeah, he's about to start speaking in black tongue. You need yeah, to do a where, stout and call it the Gates of Mordor. The black Just gates. the blackest, darkest, nastiest thing ever. Sludge. Oh, yeah. Adjuncts are squid ink. That's fine. <laughs> I'll eat. I'll yep. drink some squid ink. That'd be great. I'm going to try I'm, sexual. I'll try it anything. It pours like molasses. <laughs> Let's like, fucking go. Right. Here's uh, your spoon. Man, so what do you guys want to drink next? Well, he's 
He's, 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 he's oh right, he's giving eyes. I'm a weirdo. On the, uh, I like the weird. I like the super weird stuff. Magically delicious, I assume. So this is mm-hmm. a, a weird experiment I did. There was only three bottles that I did. Oh um, wow! So right now I'm working on a blueberry pancake. So I was like, "What's the secondary?" Then? Right. <laughs> I'm not into secondary, just so everyone knows. <laughs> For the record, <laughs> trades um, only, bro. So right now <laughs> I uh, I like it. We hand press uh, blueberries for this uh, to make a blueberry cider wine. I'm going to call it Imperial Cider because I'm not calling it wine. Um, so I took this and I'm going to make something called blueberry pancakes. What's the line between that? I don't know the answer. I, I don't know either because honestly, it's like ciders three to six percent, and then once you you're over that, it's it's pretty much wine. And right. ciders are wine anyway; they're just low ABV wines. Right. It's the same fermentation process you're going to go through. Right. I actually, and I should know this. I forget the line where, if you know, you secondary fruit when it's like a beer and when it's a, a wine. I think it's like fifty percent. Hmm. Like, what's your sugar source? Is it fruit? Like, if you just ferment fruit, you have a fruit wine. The end. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, but if it's you, you have a, a base of something and then you referment it on fruit. Where's the cutoff between you have a beer or you have a wine? I yeah. Think it's or 50%. does that just turn into a lambic? Well, but Alambic's a beer, right? Yeah, it, but it, it's aged on fruit. Yeah, right? but it's still like, you know, this is an ale. It, or, yeah, it's still an ale. Gotcha. Um, it, but there's some cutoff because somebody yelled at someone who I won't mention and said, <laughs> dude, this is just a fucking fruit wine. Like, it's not a beer. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, like, we used, you know, nine pounds per gallon peaches and, like, you just made a peach wine. It's not a beer. Yeah. And it just, so, you could say the same thing. This is just a, a spiced apple wine. Okay. If you re- if you really want to be that way, I'm gonna call it an imperial cider though. I, I, I like. What about a double imperial cider? Ooh, oh, man, keep talking to me, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love I mean, it. Like, as long as it has like the main ingredients of a beer, doesn't that qualify as a beer though? Because aren't there just like four? I, I think it's like I water, barley, hops, and yeast. Yeah. Or else you have a yeah. else you have a, a malt beverage. Yeah, so I mean, or as like long a as you loco or something. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Oh, that's nights on that, that that's going to be a future episode. Is malt malt liquors? Uh, oh yeah, I agree. You can call sure. it four loco. Made me do it. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Hashtag it's just four loco. Well, you guys don't want to do it. Original a, or new a recipe? White Claw. No, we're a hard we're, seltzer. We're going to do Why we're going to do hard seltzers. We want to uh, do a basic and we're all going to do Edward Forty Hands one night. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Oh yeah, I'm down with that. So I'm calling out sick that night. Joshua fell in love with this thing. This is a weird <laughs> one. So I took my blueberry cider that I was working on. I'm going to make it turn into a blueberry pancakes. Um, I just did a couple adjuncts in this, and I guess it tastes like Lucky Charms marshmallows. That's amazing. It, I think it has something to do with the blueberry, the and, blueberry the vanilla, and the vanilla uh, together, combining. I think. Yeah, yeah it, oh. it's, it's marshmallow big time. So yeah, this was literally bottled uh, I was say, last week. Did you weekend. add Lucky Charms? Because I heard that's... Tastes very lucky charms. Well, we'll see. I, I definitely want more of this. I'm after today's stout. I'm all about the marshmallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta say, life after Death Star. That was. I didn't know what to expect. I was like, I saw the adjuncts. I was like, it's gonna be good. Yeah. But I got mega marshmallow on that one well I'm because vanilla it. is so marshmallow right on its own yeah and yeah. then it's like vanilla and marshmallow like are we gonna overdo the marshmallow with vanilla mm. and marshmallow and like, hey I'm not mad at it we, we also dialed back the coffee in that beer like compared to say players or row mm-hmm. um, some of the breakfast stouts we've done the maple gets really drowned out by like coffee just 
swamps things. Yeah. And so we wanted to, we noticed that with the breakfast stout on, on the pilot scale, and when we pull back the coffee, the maple really pops more. And we're like, for this beer, let's dial it back. Because Players is almost like a shot of espresso for a little bit, which I personally love. Oh, yeah, Players is great. We, we, we drank that in the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. But, but that's like, it was really coffee for it. You know, it's just, uh, you know, our friends at Mastra, their coffee, it's amazing. But it just like took over that beer. And we wanted to pull the coffee back and let these other adjuncts pop more. Right. Well, lucky charm. Here we go so, again. Here we go. Yeah, I was going to drink this all in a night, and then this guy was whining so bad, yeah. so I just oh, yeah. said, fuck it. other things here than just uh... Well, I think I like it because I hand-pressed these blueberries, I'm just going to say, and a, l- a lot of love went into that, and arthritis. Um, <laughs> you should have pressed more. Just saying. I should have, but um, a lot of things... Can, can I do a collab with Tired Hands called arthritis? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> all right, yes. <laughs> Um, a lot of guys, a lot of or, these... Or we can do a blueberry uh, cider, you know, Ooh. all of us. I would absolutely love that, and I'm trying not to smile too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we'd all be okay for a brew day. A hundred million percent. I, I think we can clear our schedules for that. Yeah. So you just got to win Michelle's next contest. Yes. <laughs> I, just, I just love the clarity. This was six weeks sitting, and I got really awesome clarity on this, because blueberry is such a dark juice. Yeah, and it lightened up and came out really nice. A lot of the guys over in the UK, uh, these cider makers, very purist, very traditionalist. One of the best bits of advice that I've gotten from them was, leave it the fuck alone. Everybody's so worried about touching it. Add, add this chemical. Put your sparkloid in to clear it. Oh, make sure you got this many Camden tablets going on. Right, right. And they're just like, leave it the fuck alone. Right. And uh, I took a page out of their book. Listened like a good little boy should. And yeah, honestly, it's probably alone. the best bit of advice I can give to anybody if they're starting to make cider or wine. Leave it the fuck alone. Or a steak. You should just leave it alone yeah. in the pan. Let it do its yep. thing, right? Is there a difference low in, the, slow, right? in the bottle That's that it. we're drinking now than the one that we drank last night? Because I feel like the one last night was a little bit more marshmallowy. Um, There shouldn't have been much of a difference. Um, the only thing I can say, because I did not plan on bottling it, mm-hmm. was... Uh, I was worried about oxygen exposure because of the way I mixed it up. Um, apparently, it didn't go sour, didn't go vinegary right. on us, which is I'm very happy for, or else I would not serve it to you guys. Um, Thank you, kind sir. No, I, I don't know. It might have been what you were drinking beforehand. But Maybe. The, a lot of it is just the vanilla. I was calling this blueberries and cream. Um, and I wanted to kind of like maybe a blueberry pie kind of cider wine. Um and I think this would be a base that I would start going off of and possibly do some, um, I want, well, the pancakes, I'm going to do What's the ABP syrup. in this? Oh, would you like to guess, sir? 1%. 1%. That's a very Price is Right of you. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, yeah, 2%. <laughs> I was going to say around 6. 6? 9.12. Oh, wow. My yes. Um, my, my honest guess actually would be around 6, but. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, this is like just. It's perfect. I'm going to. Drink this on my jog when I pretend to do yoga, which I don't, but I should. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just super crushable and full of electrolytes. I know. Is this, and is that's what, what Yeah, it's got, and that's what plants <laughs> crave. What plants crave. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for making that reference, too, by the way. So I was about to make it. It's like, Brando. It's like, yes, he did it. Oh, that's one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen. Oh, well, oh, Tylenol yeah. Jones here. <laughs> Hector Elizondo Camacho Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> Beef Supreme's coming out of Beef retirement. <laughs> oh my God, what a great movie! But uh, so underrated Do- documentary. Yes, yes yeah, ah. uh, agreed on that. That is the world we're living in now. 
Yep. But um, I'm glad I'm glad it's uh, enjoyable. So I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this recipe and hone it in, and uh, hopefully the blueberry pancakes will come yeah. out way on top over this. Because I'm I'm looking to. I mean, I'm glad it's enjoyable, but I want it better. I mean, I want it a can couple, always be better. I want things tweaked out on it. What do you What do you like and dislike about this? So, um, I think it's too vanilla Ford on it. <laughs> and it, I, I love vanilla. I love vanilla, but I think uh, the vanilla is too separate from the actual taste of the blueberry and the cider. Um, I, I respectfully I would, disagree. I would like to get it a more smooth transition. Like I don't. It's fine if it's going to be vanilla Ford, but I want it to be a smooth, uh, like gradual change over to a little bit of tartness, a little bit of blueberry ness and sweetness. Um, I I just kind of feel like personally, and you know, fuck me if my opinion sucks, but. Um, your 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 hardest critique, you know, or critique. I, 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 I will. It, it, for it, me, it feels rich. like it's a, it's a step. Intro. So like it comes vanilla forward, and instead of Too the vanilla. gradual, it kind of we take a, <laughs> a we take a step down into the next flavor. And I would like a little more of a transition, or maybe I'm full of shit. No, it's but I'm that's, that's just, you. That's I mean, me. I'm just saying that's me. That I would like to tweak it that way. I think. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty good. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe I I'll, like you're off to a strong start. Yeah. Give me that Nilla, boy. All right. Well, maybe I'll just keep it the same then. I listen. I take that was some notes. So I have a whole book now yeah. of everything I've done, so I can recreate everything to a T. Which is but what you my be doing. my thought on this is actually leave the vanilla where it is and bring the blueberry up a little bit. So mm. that was a thing. I didn't back sweeten. Typically, I'll take a blueberry juice. Uh, I'll add my adjuncts to it, and I'll make like an extract. I'll boil it down. Um, I didn't do that with this, uh. so there's no additional blueberry juice. So we did ferment to dryness. So before the adjuncts, you could taste the blueberry. It was very upfront. It was right. bold, and I was very surprised. I want to use uh, fresh blueberry juice on it just to give it some uh, blueberryness. Maybe a little it. mosaic. Just, just thinking. Mm. Why not? Mosaic hops are awesome, and they're one of my favorite hops. There you actually. go. <laughs> so, uh, oh man, I should be writing this down. <laughs> hey, well, over my. Oh, yeah. Luckily, yeah, look, luckily, luckily we have it recorded. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, cool. Well, if you're saying that, then I'm definitely going to move forward with that. And uh, I plan on doing a, a six-gallon batch with blueberries uh, as one of my next batches. I got because I'm a little home 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 fermenter guy right now. I got 18 gallons uh, between three batches. That'll be bottling next weekend um and this the actual blueberry pancakes probably won't be bottled for another two or three weeks right right um but yeah we're we're getting there uh-oh very excited. oh shit cork we found a cork rob rob's oh, no. throwing in oh rob, rob. Cork in the so in. i just want to say shout out to rob our silent guest uh rob yeah. and june you guys rob, stop being room. silent be, be vocal yeah hey guys what's up yeah <laughs> rob's just <laughs> chilling over there <laughs> uh rob's our boy we always uh rob is our first guest very first oh yeah that's right very was first. it the uh, reptile connection? Um, well, it helped. Well, Dan had originally said, it's like, have you ever heard of this guy called the Bearded Dragon, but it's spelled beer instead of beard? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I haven't. It's like, uh, oh, you should check him out. It's my buddy Rob. He, he posts pictures of beer. He's a beer guy like us, but he, he uses his bearded dragons in it. And I go there, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. That's fucking sweet. And uh, and then always, you know, we had you up, you and uh, June, up to the house uh, one evening, and we did a podcast, and we had some a lot of fun afterwards playing with snakes snakes everywhere June walking around with a bag of, she's just raiding my cabinets looking for food <laughs> she ate like 600 cheeseburgers that night and wanted more she is a bottomless pit she's amazing like 
I always keep joking, like, next time I have you guys over, like, A, stop I'm making Uncle Dan's Mega Mac and Cheese because I, I don't give a shit. Well, hold on. Let's stop that for a second. What's Uncle Dan's Mega Mac and Cheese? Oh, oh. well, you are going right into That's it. That's the question we want to know. So, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I love to dabble in uh, cooking as well. Yeah, I mean, Huckleberry, let's, <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> so, uh, Uncle Dan's Mega Mac and Cheese is my take on, uh, you know, traditional homemade mac and cheese. Um, mine is more of an Alfredo uh, cheese. Okay. Um, the roux I make has a very much Alfredo character because of some of the Italian cheeses like Parmesan and Romano right, and stuff right. that go into it. Um, it's just every bite is a little bit of heaven and a little bit of hell because you're dying yeah. from a heart Lots attack. Lots of cardiac arrest. <laughs> cardiac for sure. Um, it's thick. As a guy who just served a bunch of brisket, I understand. Yes. And it would actually... Pe- God, God damn it. That brisket God. I had. I know that's where I'm going with this. Dude, I, it, I have not had brisket that melted in my mouth like that since I was down at the pit in North Carolina years ago. Ooh. Jesus. I, I went over to, to Dan this morning. I, I got my slice of brisket. Dan was like, you know what? I'm probably going to eat anything. I had breakfast before coming here. I'm like, you need to shut the fuck up and try this. <laughs> he did. He, he molested me a little And you bit. were like, whoa. I, I was like, dude, take that burnt end right there. And it melted in your mouth. Yep. And I just dabbed in a little bee sauce. Threw it in and it just went, oh. and I was like, Yo, "Beautiful, beautiful." What now I feel bad. I didn't, I didn't uh, get to try any. You son of a bitch, but Joshua. Yeah. Just means you're able to come back. It's That's all, right. all. Yeah, it's all good. So my mac and cheese has been hailed as many people's most favoritest mac and cheese. It is. So one thing I really want to do with the new space is food collabs. Oh my Can God. you see where I'm going with this? I absolutely, and I would be honored. To share my recipe. Honored. Because I use my package. Come share. Come spices. cook that oh. shit. We got a kitchen. Oh, all right, dude. dude. I will come down. Does... I'll make you so many trays. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, it gets expensive, but like, I'll make you so many trays. You need to patent your seasoning blend because it's fucking legit. Uh, Joshua and... named my seasoning blend, which is called Uncle Dan's Tasty Tater Seasoning. Oh. Because I thought it's... it was called fucking legit for a second. Oh, <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> no it, just, it, gr- it goes great on potatoes, but it's a great meat seasoning as well. kind of goes good on everything. Yeah. It's, it's an all-around just like... It is not like classic white people seasoning. Let's put it that way. Shit. <laughs> like the ongoing joke, like white people can't cook with seasoning. It's like, no, I got gotcha. you. It's a, a bit spicier than mayo. A, oh. little, a little spicier than mayonnaise for sure. <laughs> um, my father learned how to cook over in Europe uh, when he was in service during the Korean War. And uh, he learned from a lot of people in France and stuff. And my dad would come home and every night was like a five course meal. And... And he'd cook for, you know, the family, and he'd cook for any of my friends I'd have when I was a teenager and stuff. Right. And it was, everything was scratch, roast chicken, roast turkey, ham, dinners, every night, mashed potatoes, all the fixings, gravy, stuffing. Like, my dad was a G, and just out of his fucking mind. Um, <laughs> Looks like genetics are a real thing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I look like I'm carved right out of his ass. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and our personalities are eerily similar. So, yeah. Fucking genetics. Def- I know, right? Here's the genetics, though, guys. <laughs> all right, to genetics. To genetics. <laughs> I won't cheers to that because I got all the bad genetics. Oh, <laughs> so. All right, well. Fuck uh, genetics. I would be honored to come and cook you Uncle Dan's Mega Mac and Cheese. I think it would be fun. Like, if you want, I could make you Trailer Park Surprise as well. Sure. Mm. Oh, boy. It's awesome. But, I mean, what yeah. is that? Okay. This is our drunk food after yeah. doing It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop at just Uncle Dan's Mega Mac and Cheese. There's variants. Yeah, I do variants. Let's call it Eli to make pizzas. Pulled pork. Yeah. 
chicken jalapeno. I, yeah, I do a spicy jalapeno pulled barbecue pulled pork, uh, mega mac and cheese. Yep. We do a chicken parm, mega mac and cheese. Um, uh, a southwestern like taco style, mega mac and cheese. And then there's trailer park surprise with. I gotta explain the name behind this. You ever just it chop, makes sense. You ever just like it. growing up or just even as an adult make box macaroni and cheese, chop up some hot dogs, put it in it. Of course. It's a classic, right? Yeah. So I'm eating it one day and a friend of mine was over. This is many years ago. He's like, dude, do you really have hot dogs in your mac and cheese? I'm like, yeah, dude. Yep. I'm like shoveling it in. He's like, dude, that's some trailer park shit. And I'm just like, well, <laughs> fuck you, dude. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, this is great. He's like, I would never eat that. Like such a snob. I'm like. He's like, I don't pop the bubble in my bologna when I fry it. Yeah, exactly. Like, ew, get out of here. So I made this, and it's literally my uh, Uncle Dan's Mega Mac and cheese, and I uh, I chop up, chop, chip chip. Up, chop up a couple pounds of bacon and hot dogs, and then instead of uh, using, like, a breadcrumb, I'll use a, a certain kind of Doritos or white cheddar Cheez-Its. What kind of Doritos? Um, usually, to be completely honest with you, the regular cheese. I just wanted to, I just wanted to keep you guessing. The nacho cheese. Yeah, the nacho cheese, yeah. Well, as far as a food collab here, I see your mac and cheese, Pete's brisket with maybe like Fritos crunched oh, up on top. Like a Frito oh, pie or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so hungry. I think now. we should do it. I know, I know. I'm, I think I'm, we want to make like food collabs just as cool as beer collabs. I, so we're gonna I, do too, like, like we're gonna do pop ups with great restaurants as far south as like New York City, as far north as you know Catskills, Albany. Hey, I'm, we're Catskills um, right here. We want to keep the yeah. food game just as interesting as the beer game. I think it's it's I would be something honored that to people both appreciate. Both games go great together. Yeah. Yeah, and I honestly think if you when you guys take the first bite fresh out of the oven uncle oh, dan's mega mac and cheese it's so good. you're gonna look at me and be like i'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> like, Boy. you're gonna where's, you're gonna where's be my mad. baby powder <laughs> but yep. stop somebody yeah i oh. will say completely unbiased because you know you're one of my best friends like it's too good so let's do it it's too good let's do it i i have to I have to vouch for the it. Whole, the whole point to opening a space like downstairs is to do fun shit like this. That's, that's awesome. That's it. That's the reason. That is awesome. And by the way, the downstairs, I know it's still under construction, but the tap room and stuff looks sick. Yeah. I'm excited for I it. I love the open space. I love the windows. So much light. Yep. Yeah, I love the light. Yeah, the natural Which opens light's up the awesome. room. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so. One of the biggest things, and our, our designer kind of killed this, was just I hate being at a bar with like five friends. And you're in a line, and you're trying to like figure out how to talk to someone before yeah. it's over. Yeah. And so having a fully circular bar, I mean, it also goes well with our logo, but it like it's just there for like community and like talking and conversation, mm -hmm. and that's sort of the theme we want to go with of like community development and food collabs and beer collabs and, and fun crazy ass shit. Like, yeah, there's a staple to the barbecue we're gonna do, mm -hmm. but we've met some kind of pretty amazing and some pretty crazy people that want to do weird stuff i'm like come do it mm -hmm. let's do it let's see what happens you know 100 percent beautiful i would love to spread the message of my mac and cheese though <laughs> I, I mean you should, you should do it. we've been telling you forever like you need to actually like patent it and like get it out there a lot of people tell me to do a food truck too yeah like i i cook i cook like i grew up in the south and i am new york <laughs> native <laughs> um so yeah where just, are you guys located ooh. Where do you live? Well, I'm in Athens, uh, New York, which is right, so right outside of Catskill. Saugerties awesome. for me. Yep. The Grange for me. So if I could turn the tables, how do you guys see uh, the Hudson Valley as a beer destination? How, how are we doing? Are we shaping up to be a community that people want to come to and spend the weekend? We're starting to rival 
like Burlington. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. If I have one legacy in life, it's to bring more people here, have great food. And when I say here, I don't mean just equilibrium. I mean to the region. I thought you were going to say to crush Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much respect for enemies. Vermont. Um, no, I, I feel like we're doing great. It's that's awesome. Equilibrium, Hudson Valley, Industrial Arts. Suarez. Suarez. Other half. Sloop. Other half. Like, I mean, all within, like, essentially, like, an hour radius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this area is crushing it. Like, Th- this area is actually. Th- there, there's so many times sure. where I'm like, I just have to give thanks. I'm like, we are. Blessed. In, in, we're blessed, and we're in yeah. one of the beer meccas right now. Because mm-hmm. I, I always have to tell myself there's, there's areas of the country where you have to drive like six hours mm-hmm. to get something decent. And we have amazing stuff within an hour's drive. Yeah, right. I think absolutely. I love this area because I feel like it's a full package. We have food, we have beer, we have hiking, we have shopping. There's a ton of great mom and pop shops around. Um, and I started to see a difference a few years ago, like when I had friends from like California come to visit, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, I want to do the, like the whole Hudson Valley Trail." And for me, that was like mind blowing because that's what I wanted to see for so long, and now it's it's happening. So it's. I think one thing we pride ourselves on here is being a big part of that. Um, it's important to us. And, and I think it's sort of tip of the iceberg, too. Like, oh, yeah. It's just I getting think we're just getting warmer. It really better. is just because yeah. up north where like Joshua and I live, mm-hmm. um, there, there are some breweries. They're scattered here and there. But there's not, there's not a huge beer scene, especially where I live. I'm telling you, like I live in a little tiny town called Athens. It's like a hamlet, really. Um, we're on the Hudson River. I can throw a stone really hard and get it in some water. That's amazing. If I'm a mile and a half away from from the waterfront, though, and Athens is this little, old school town, one one stoplight, and it's on the waterfront. They have a Crossroads Brewing there, uh, one of their brewery uh, locations, but there's so many empty stores, and yeah, so we don't have the population of like Middletown and Newburgh and everything, but we have so many people that come from downstate New York up to this area yeah. for hiking, for vacation homes, for everything. It's so untapped. It's a beautiful, beautiful scene. I'm surrounded by farms right, where right. I That's live. Awesome. Right. And it's just like from that going on, it's like, okay, well, if I want fresh ingredients for something or if I want a fresh steak, I can walk down the road and be like, yo, Dominic, cut me up a steak when you're harvesting some moo-moos. Right, right. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> it's like, all right, boy, yeah, all right, cool. Um, there's a lot of untapped potential Absolutely. Uh, I really mean like tip I'll, of the I'll say, Yeah, it really just, is. And I'm I'm waiting for the rush to come up and hit. Um Yeah, I, I'm just waiting on a rush. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that I can really hone in the science of the cider making because I would love to open my own cidery winery with yeah. my where I'm growing my ingredients for my own micro farm. Um there's a tremendous amount of like um state driven tax incentives to do that too. Oh really? Oh, I'm, yeah. su- I'm surprised, actually. Yeah. Farm brewer licenses for cider is easy. Really? Speaking of the well, Hudson Valley and local... farm breweries, we are drinking Plan B. So Ooh. big shout out to Evan shout and Emily. Shout out to Evan. Um, they've yeah. done so much for the Hudson Valley and um, pretty much starting up the kind of farm brewery culture, I want to say. That's yeah, awesome. their, their spot is super cool. I don't know if you guys yeah. have been, but it's Not like, <laughs> it's pretty much in the city of Poughkeepsie, which... You guys probably know it's not too much different from like Kingston Socrates, but all of a sudden you take like two turns and you're on a dirt road huh. and you're in the country all of a sudden. Right. And it's like, oh shit, we're on a farm. And it's just 
I mean, up until I think last year, they were serving beer out of a tent in a field, but now they actually have a tasting room. <laughs> uh, awesome. I mean, it was just, yeah, a tent and there was goats and... I have goats in my yard all the time. <laughs> they, they come from the farm across the way. Yeah, but um, yeah, Evan and everybody at, uh, at Evan Plan B is... Evan also might possibly be the nicest human being on the planet. I mean... I agree with that. I, I've only ever heard that from everyone who's ever met him. <laughs> right. uh, and he's a musician, which is like yeah. awesome. Yeah, he, 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 <laughs> he plays guitar. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> and, and so do we. Yeah, yeah he essentially... Well, not, uh, not guitar, but guitar. 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 Aside from guitar. brewing the beer and <laughs> running the brewery at Plan B, he's also the, 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 the musical talent who plays there. That's awesome. Like, he, he does everything. Nice. And so, I, I will say... do it, man. Uh, so I deliver kegs there. So as everyone knows, I work for Industrial Arts. I drive around and deliver beer to people. Um, Plan B and Industrial Arts did a bit of a keg swap recently. Uh, so I dropped a, a couple kegs for them, brought a couple kegs back. And when I did that, uh, Evan gifted me a magnum of Carnival. And it's still sitting in my fridge. And we're going to drink it. We're doing a little uh, uh, holiday party for the company in next couple of weeks. And I think that's the perfect time to crack it. Sounds good. That sounds, sounds like the right time to crack it. Yeah, I was like, dude, really? Like, you I didn't ask for this, but I'll, I'll take it. Like, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth, but, dude, I was like, man, it's so kind. Like, usually the, the biggest, quote, unquote, tip I get is, oh, you can grab a soda from the fridge if you want. Mm-hmm. And he, he gives me a goddamn Magnum. So nice. I'm like, well, clearly I'm going to share that with my employees. So... Yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm pumped. That's, that's been Play sticking forward, in my man. fridge for a while. I'm excited. Yeah, so shout out to Plan B. They're Absolutely. they're they're one of the kind of unsung breweries in the area, and but they they constantly kill it. And they're doing like 100. percent I mean, we just talked about microcosm, like brewing, right? All, all New York ingredients. But it, it's even aren't they doing like everything on site for the most part? I don't know if they're. I, I don't know about own, everything, but yeah, as but, much as they can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and they do. I'm. I'm oh, see that little spit. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> um, they are do beekeeping as well, because I mean, the Plan B mm-hmm. with the bee and everything, which is that's where they get their cultures from. I yeah, believe. That, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I plan on getting wow. looking into ordering bees uh, by January. Plan, Jesus. By the way. What's that? <laughs> you just said Plan B. Uh, oh. Plan on bees. Never mind. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I plan on ordering bees. Yeah, I, I plan. That's on just ordering a funny bees. sentence to say. I plan on ordering bees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting the bees are cheap, but I would like to get some because I want to start making some honey, like apple crisp ciders, imperial ciders, double imperials. Hey, you might want to talk to uh, I think Kelly does beekeeping. Kelly does. I did talk Bad to her, lives. but I want to. I just want to read up uh, in some books first before I dive in because I just I'm research driven. So yeah, before of you know, I mean, he's on. Cheers, again. Oh. <laughs> I don't even have Give a me. bottle of anything open. Thank you. Um, yeah, so you, you got to be, because if you're going to dive in, dive in with the knowledge. Don't dive in blind. Don't do shit mediocre or half-assed. Mm-hmm. You can do it, do it. 100% agreed. Don't half-ass several things, whole-ass one thing. There you go. So I got to say, um, there's still beers on this table to be drank. They are. So what, what's next? I'm feeling pretty frosty now. I gotta drive later. Oh, don't <laughs> give me that. We'll sleep in your car for a little bit. You can give yourself a tiny pour. It's all right. Um, I, I've dialed back in my pours now, and I'm starting to be like, all right. So a I little mean, bit of this one. Well, 
you want to choose a beer and then uh, I'll give you. Yeah, a yeah. Question. We, we got to shoot, shoot a question. This, yeah, we, actually, we barely got jumped into questions, which is actually it's, great. No, it's, yeah. it's perfect because it got organic really fast, so that was very nice. Yeah, that, that um, works well. Instead of local hey. free range Himalayan questions, non <laughs> non GMO. Is that cage question free? cage free, <laughs> conflict free? Um, Ooh, hmm. We, Ooh, huh? we, we actually kind of covered most of these, yeah. with the exception of that. And really that, I guess. I, I like this question. So what are, or what would you consider some goals for Equilibrium in the next me, upcoming year or two that goals you can talk about? <laughs> um, yeah, those are, those are pretty simple. Uh, so I, I can say they're pretty simple because I, we just sort of formally organized like a, a company structure, which has to do with a mission statement and that has some core values. And so, like, these things are, you know, you think you know them, but you don't really know them until you write them down. Yeah. Right. And so the the first sort of core value we had at Equilibrium is, is community. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I really want us to do, you know, aside from opening the space, of course, we want to open the new space. We want to get our barrel program going. Uh, I want to open Bonfire. I want really good barbecue for the Northeast. Mm-hmm. These kind of things. Please. But one oh, thing yeah. that I think that... You know, we've, we've tried our best and done a really good job at for the most part, but is spending a little bit more time with the company to make Equilibrium one of the employees' most favorite places to work at. Gotcha. So we haven't really done things like a, a benefits package, a retirement program, uh, health, health insurance, medical insurance, dental insurance. And it's not out of like, you know, neglect. It's just out of like things have been so crazy. We haven't done that. Mm-hmm. It's one and, of those things that falls by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and so like we had a meeting, I don't know, when was it? Um, a few uh, days ago. Yeah, like two weeks maybe. And we're talking about like, you guys don't have a way to really bank vacation time and no one's cared because everyone's so part of this project that no one cares if they take vacation. Yeah. That's not a great thing. I mean, it, it is a great thing, but also people should take time off. Yeah. It, it should be a, a nice, balanced, you know, like equilibrium, right? Balanced. Yep. Yeah, it's important well-rounded to reset. company. Yeah. And everyone's been so, like, you know, into this project and giving it all and pushing other parts of their life aside and just trying to contribute to this project and make it is what it is. And it's been this amazing effort by this amazing group of people. And I really want to pull back and make sure they have good lives, good sort of balanced lives. And if, like... You know, Ryan is our first employee ever. He brewed at my house with me when I had blackjack teams and leopard cats and, you know, <laughs> nice, nice. whatever else going on. And, like, he would be like, well, it's 6 o'clock. I can come brew to, like, 1 a.m. Then I got to go home. Then I'm going to wake up and do my other job. And he's been doing that for so long. Like, that's the normal. It's not normal. And so if he wants to go take a three vacation with his wife, Amy, he should be able to go do that. Yeah, yeah, but we need to set up a, the infrastructure for that to make that possible. Gotcha. So there needs to be redundancy with like you know assistant brewers and, and what and whatnot and whatnot. And we've been trying to like just cope with the demand we've got, and now it's like I think we want to put in that structure to make this a good place for our employees. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the the real big goals on sort of my uh, my to do list is to try to get that in place. That's righteous, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, along with the awesome. other stuff too. Like you know, we have to be able to make the beer like it should taste downstairs. You know, I think that's set up for success because we didn't go to bigger tanks. So we have other 40 barrel tanks downstairs. 
all the beer you taste right now is out of 40 barrel tanks. We know how to use them. Like we're not going to like 240s or anything like that. Yeah. And so I'm pretty confident like all the techniques we've developed are going to apply here, but we need to do that. So I'm not really worried about that. Uh, we have to open a restaurant. That's kind of a new thing, but we've hired some really good people and I think they're going to do that. You know, one of the people who's leading is my wife. So like I've awesome. a lot of faith in my wife to be able to pull it off. Um, and so I think one of the things that really stands out to me is just trying to make a good place for people to work. Yeah. Because I mean, I think our, our team is actually one of our most valuable assets. Like we have such a good collection of people that came together so organically and just out of passion for community and beer that people have been blinded by this, this, you know, desire to make this experience for people because it's an experience they want to have. And they've probably pushed aside some of their, their personal lives a little too much. And I want to bring that back into balance. Sure. 100%. So I think that's a, a big thing that I'm looking to try to do is it also creates sustainability for a long-term mm-hmm. plan as well. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to have to like cycle through people, which I think is a big problem. With I don't want to lose anyone we have. Like everyone yeah. we have is very... Yeah, yeah you, you don't want to your, your team's awesome. Like everyone's great. Thank you. A lot of employers yeah. don't have that mindset though. They're just like, all right, we'll... We'll make it like bearable enough, and eventually they'll kind of they'll want to go somewhere else. So we can we can hire new people and just keep paying people minimum wage. But when you do that, you don't right. have a reliable staff. You kind of have people all flake out on you. It just doesn't breed a good environment for your yeah. Happier people not, like, do better work. Yeah, you don't realize like oh, if yeah. I just pay them more and give them the things that they need, like they'll come to work and they'll they'll be happy and they'll do the stuff that we need them to do, and it's not going to be an issue, you know. And they deserve it. Like, Absolutely. Like, I don't want to say, like, oh, I owe this person that, but, like, I do. I mean, I do. Like, they have really gone above and beyond because they have such passion for what we're doing. Right. That's, like, I, I feel like I do owe them. And I, I do I mean, think that we need to set that infrastructure up where it's, like, hey, I want to take a week off in a month or two weeks. We got to be able yeah. to, like, yeah, go do that. The top of the pyramid doesn't exist without the base. Yeah, and a lot of people just don't we realize had like that. a rhombus or a you know <laughs> par- par- parallelogram, right? right. Yeah, rhombus, but, but. nice drop, nice drop right there. <laughs> so I think that's really extremely important because just so many employers they don't get it, they just don't see it that way. It's all about it's all about the dollar. It's all about right. making right. as much money as they possibly can for because they need it for whatever they you know you can't take it with you. Right. When you go, but right. Right. some people don't realize that. So right. that's really awesome to hear. Yeah, no, it's refreshing. Kind of like what we're drinking. Yeah. What, what, what are we drinking? Is. We are drinking Anna. By some oh, brewery. Is that uh, <laughs> Never heard of them. Phil Farmstead. <laughs> Just getting Sean if you're listening. <laughs> this is, yeah, yeah, hopefully they, uh, they go somewhere. This is one of my awards. favorite beers, by the way. Um, it's just it always shows up it's always mm. delicious it's very um, it's ugh. it's like what nine or ten dollars yeah, when you ten, go wow. outside ten, at the brewery ten, yeah. dude I gotta it's say it's one of the best beers I, I was shocked that was my first time going to Hill Farmstead I'm like oh fuck all their bottles are ten bucks a, yeah like twelve bucks was like one of one of them that was the most expensive bottle they had and for, for non-barrel aid stuff like yeah. they are yeah you know, I, I don't want to call them shelfies, but like they're rotationals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the best, like, regular you know, beers. Yeah, the best rotationals in the business, I think. Yeah, I, I was shocked. I was like, wow! I actually went to a brewery. I spent like fifty bucks and came home with a ton of beer. <laughs> like that never happens. Right. It's right. usually like two four packs anywhere else. 
Yeah, it was so like that in Colorado. Beer is much cheaper out there, which yeah. was real nice. Mm-hmm. And they make some good stuff out there. Well, you you had Weldworks, Avery, Left Hand. Odd 13. Odd 13. Odd 13. Yeah. I miss Colorado so much. But yeah. I love I love the Hudson Valley, though. He came I think back this for his Uncle Dan. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're glad to have you back. But at the same time, we kind of wish you were there to send us yeah. some other good beers. Well, no, well, I now think we got Anthony. Yeah. Ish. Dang Tony? Sure. Yeah. Dang Tony. He sends some stuff. He's working on something right now. But no, I, I actually really love the Hudson Valley. I lived in a lot of places my whole life. This is probably one of my favorites. Colorado was amazing, but it's very expensive and it's very busy. I right. like right. where we are is very kind of slow. It's starting to pick up, but... Saugerties is very much picking up. Yes. My goal is I just got into brewing not too long ago. I actually just finished my first week at Keegan Ales. Oh, okay. Ah, so I'm. Tommy. Uh, yep. I'm learning the ropes, and my goal is to have a brewery in Saugerties at some point. Awesome. Because I really want that kind of. I want to choose an empty glass. There's you oh, know look. there's a lot of breweries in our area, but they're all kind of like city people that came up and just bought space and are kind of you know they're just tossing their money around, and I really want to do something special, and like, I just want to do crazy shit that I want to do that I feel like people would enjoy because I like weird stuff. So I think it'd just be fun to experiment, do all kinds of crazy shit and be someone relatively local. I've lived in a lot of places, but I've lived in Saugerties the most my whole life. So it'd be nice to have a spot there from, you know, someone who's not like some city person who just came up and bought a space and was like, right. Yeah. Here's this okay beer. And we're just kind of putting it out there. So that's my goal. And we're, we were talking on the way down here. Um, like I, I'm getting into ciders and wines, imperial wine cider doubles, and uh, <laughs> uh, I also I'm, I'm getting ready to dabble in uh, distilling. I really uh, I'm thinking about getting into some uh, whiskey and bourbon making. Love me bourbon, right? Mm. Oh, so good. And I actually just made my first Applejack too. I should have brought some. You guys saw their the, their bourbon room at a fireplace. You showed us. They were doing briefly. construction during the tour. They're, they're, yeah. they're building yeah. out right they now. They stepped out. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome now. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think uh, we, we kind of want to do a collab, and hopefully like he can bring the beer aspect, and I can bring uh, cider wine, and I would love to grow hops if I can on my yes. property with the farm. Right. Um, and it'd be awesome to, if I can, start my own strains. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Maybe we'll uh, hybridize things. Yeah. Okay. Why not? No reason not to. I mean, yeah. I mean uh, what, what, what brewery? I want to say Dogfish Head for some reason, but... Uh, some guy, they made a beer, and they used yeast out of the dude's beard. I remember <laughs> that, yeah. What? No, oh, that, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. exactly something I want to do, yeah. but I would love to be able, like, I mean, I don't have a lab to, like, in centrifuges and everything to cultivate yeah. a yeast strain yet, yet. You yeah. also don't need a marketing department. No, that's not a good idea to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it probably did not sell well. It sat, I, I, when I went in and saw it, it sat on a shelf for a while, but... It would, it would be cool to be like, you know what? Here it is. From start to finish, I grew it from a sapling or from a seed or, you know, I just I took a strain from this certain uh, batch of yeast, whatever, yeah, yeah. or hops. I grafted this myself and then uh, put it together, go through the fermentation process, get it bottled, get it out there for people to enjoy. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. I can, like, especially in, like, in your guys' shoes... The satisfaction must be immense. I, I can only imagine, and like, again, not trying to like uh, 
you know, jerk you off too hard. <laughs> but um, Audrey Hearn. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but like, it must. Like for me, like when I make a tray of mac and cheese, I'll just go back to that. Or like I made that snow snake set or whatever, and then people drink it and go, "Wow, this is really good. I'm really enjoying this." I just go, oh, "That's awesome," you know. Like mm, it feels good to make people you know? feel good. Yeah it, yeah, it feels really good. Sure. And uh, to be able to know that like you went through and you're just like, "Bam, I did this," or I went out, I collabed with these people, we brought it together, we made it happen, and then now all these people are benefit benefiting from it. And, like, we're kind of been talking about this. We've been talking about this for a really long time, actually. Oh, yeah. um, it's just, you know, life is busy. Yep. And that's a shitty excuse, I think, sometimes. But it happens. Well, I mean, I vanished to Colorado for two years. He so. did abandon his uncle. Whatever. It was important. It was, a good, it was a good time. I, I mean, to touch on that for a second, like, is actually something I've struggled with quite a bit, where I was had a very clear kind of... I'm in Haiti saving a village from dying from viruses. Yeah. I'm doing good in the world. Like, I'm, I'm Hell yeah, that's dude. It's important to me. And it's like, well, what am I doing now? Am I, like, am I just like getting people drunk? I'm making good alcoholic beverages. And so that's something that, like has been floating around in my head for a while. And it's like, for example, take today's release. And I see how many people are there. They're, they're happy. They're coming together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're making new friends. They're developing family and community. And it's like, oh, actually, I was a little bit of a catalyst to this. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Like, I'm, I'm actually helping people's lives come together with other people's lives and enjoying each other. They're sharing stories. They're talking about this and that. And it's like, that makes me feel good. It's like, you know, it's not like this gigantic ABN dev of, you know, my, my maximizing profit in dollars and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's like, no, we were all hanging in the tap room, you know, uh, some other guys brought in like food and they're like, look, I made food too. And isn't this cool? And it is cool. And that's, and that's great. And so like, that's like, I think another dimension of this whole thing about mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, you're, you're collabing in the way that you actually are developing community and bringing people together. And that's, that's kind of a really important part of this for me. Even yeah. this right now, like what you're doing, what we're doing, like not to get all sappy or whatever, but like, this is a fucking highlight. This is something that I'm going to remember. Not to speak for you guys, I'm sure it's the same, but like... No, this is just like any other day. This is probably one of the like, <laughs> the memories that's going to stick. I'm going to be like 80 years old and be like, hey, remember that time we podcasted with Pete from Equilibrium? That was awesome. So, to further... Cheers, oh, uh, I need a beer. I need yeah. a beer. It's empty. Oh, oh some more of this. Oh, a little more Anna. Oh, but, uh, but yeah, um, to, to speak here. to that, like... Uh, we talked about this earlier, but but Pete's legit, like all of us. He he brought freaking uh, assassin not so long ago. That was your your birthday, right? Three years in a row. Yeah, yeah. Like like you trade for beer, you you get yeah. beer. Like you're you're legit. My, you're, my uncle's out there, and he he goes to Topping Goliath, and I send him <laughs> way more beer than I should, even though I love my uncle. <laughs> and he sends me an assassin once a year. That's awesome. Yeah. And for you and to, so I, I bring it down on my birthday and I crack with everybody. It's like here's the birthday assassin, yeah, made to be nice. shared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it, it means a lot to everyone yeah. that you are essentially one of us. You're not like yeah. you're not yeah. above every, anyone. You're you're in the trenches with the rest I've, of us. I've met a lot of crazy people in my life, from Nobel laureates to billionaires to whatever. Nobody's above anybody. Right. Everyone's just a person. I always say we all shit in toilets. Yep. For the most part. <laughs> we I mean, all end up warm food well, at the end of the day. I mean, at all. Not, not yeah. Everybody, we, we, we all poop. 
though. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but a lot of people get very nervous when they're like uh, they're meeting with a boss's boss or somebody high end. Yeah. If you're at work, and I'm just like, just relax. And they're like, I can't relax. I'm like, they take shits. So do you. I mean, this They're actually just is a human. One, of, one of Donaher's bars. Is it, uh, Fool's Gold, I think. Mm-hmm. On the bathroom, it says, everybody poops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, but it, it's, it's true. It's such a ridiculous like little phrase, yeah. but it's 100% true. And you yeah. can extrapolate from that phrase into a million different concepts. And that's what I always did with um, public speaking. Because, again, I do lectures. Um, public speaking doesn't bother me. But it's just like people are just like, well, what's something? Just, like, just remember, everybody poops. Everybody takes poops. And they're just like, how does that help me? I'm just like, nobody is really more special than anybody. Some, everybody has their own different sets of uh, talents and skills. But everybody poops. And just when you think about it, I know that it sounds 100%. Speaking of which, I'll be right back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting the gurgles now, too. But, uh, yeah, it just everybody Fucking poops. No. So it's like, you know, you want to fanboy over something or you're nervous because somebody's in a position of power. It's just like, listen, it could be the president. It could be whoever. Guess what they do? They have to. They masticate their food. <laughs> they, they swallow do. it. Yeah, yeah. Number two. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So they're no different than you. you. It's just another human. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Good thing we have it recorded. So I, I always think about it like that. Yeah, yeah I like that. I think it's true. Yeah, that's what I, I've always told people. Any advice when I have to talk to somebody like higher up at a company? Yeah. Just remember, they take poops. I'm gonna remember that. Yeah, Next we're time. all just human at the end of the day. That's what I'm saying. That's what it's all about. I mean, I kind of wish I was like part reptilian. So when, when I uh, so you can regrow uh, limbs and you want to be a lizard person, you take the more world. chances. I do. I want to be a Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to. Uh, when I first started college, I was really interested in genetics, which you know, go back to the prior conversations. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, man, wouldn't it be cool though if I could just like isolate certain genes from certain reptiles and implant them into myself, lose a little CRISPR action, and uh, just like wow. gain the benefits. Thermal pits. Why not? Ooh, that would be all predator vision. Pretty pretty much. Hell yeah. Or how about this? Uh, one of the only, I think it is the only time it's ever been observed, uh, spotted salamanders, yellow spotted salamander, native to New York. Um, they're a robust ambistomid. Uh, they have lungs. Um, and they're a terrestrial salamander. You've probably seen them. They're blackish yeah, yeah, purple yeah. with the yeah. yellow spots. Yeah. And, you know, they, they get about this big. They're a, a large and robust salamander. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, that's got to be a beer, a large and robust salamander. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, I like nice. it. I like it. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what, a, what a sentence right there. So, it's not worse than shaved kangaroo. <laughs> Oops. They, Oops. So about, about, about that. Shaved kangaroo? <laughs> it's smooth and hoppy. Oh. Wow. <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so uh, they've been observing. Uh, they eat um, algae. Why? They don't need to. They're they're a predator. They eat smaller vertebrates and or invertebrates as well. So they're eating algae. The less robust salamanders. <laughs> exactly. Oh. They, they have been known to cannibalize. Not like the red salamander, pseudotriton rubber, but we'll we'll that's another conversation. Um <laughs> Oh, I love geeking out about animals. So actually here's my I don't know. What's the difference between a salamander and a newt? Nothing. It's just, just it's just oxygen source well, part of their life and not even necessarily because they all have a larval form where they start off in water aquatic and then they uh, turn into uh, what a, well, whatever adult form they turn into um, so a newt for example um, but there's there's adult ones by Mia that as I understand it are in the woodlands and mm-hmm. then go to the pond in the later stage of life they sure do the eastern newt the little red guys you see yeah, after it rains. Yeah, those are my boys. 
So they start off larval form in the water, external gills, the big fuzzy flappers okay. right behind the head. Um, and then they eventually get absorbed into the body. They grow a little larger. They're brown when they start out, and then they get that nice orange color. Yeah. And then that's the red F stage. And they red, stay in, Yeah, that's a red F. That's what it is. They yeah. stay in the red F stage for two to five years, and they're terrestrial completely. They go as back they, to mate? I'm just making it up. What's that? They, they go back to mate in the water? They do, but their third stage of life, they become completely aquatic again. And they turn green. Their tail laterally... Oh, Jesus Christ. Jeez. Their, their tail laterally flattens out and becomes paddle-like. And, and they reach what their adult stage and about this big. Dracaris. What would they do? Um, they might breathe a little fire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's very, it's very uh, possible. Um, but yeah, and then when they're in the adult stage, that's when they start to uh, breed and lay eggs again and start to cycle over. Wow. So oh. they go full circle. They do. Now, um, the spotted salamander that I was that's talking about crazy. does not do that. They just they go larval and then they're adult terrestrial. Now, they eat algae. Why do they eat algae? Well, um, well, cyanobacteria, I should say. So they eat it, and they take the chloroplasts and the, uh, the single-celled bacteriums, and they keep them alive inside their cells. Yeah, and then they th throw them throughout their body, and they literally still undergo photosynthesis through their skin, and they absorb the nutrients and the sugar production from the photosynthesis in the cyanobacteria. I mean, we're all just eating sunlight at the end of the day. I know, but just these, processing these guys forms. are harnessing a completely different organism yeah. inside themselves to produce energy for themselves. Right, right. Absolutely incredible. Sorry. No, no, that, I had that to is geek out. No, no, that is incredible. Like, imagine, imagine like, I'm going to eat this salad, and now it's like, let me stay out in the sun. I don't need to eat for a couple weeks. And you're solid. Sounds efficient. Sounds better than Tesla's new uh, truck. That oh my god, I heard about that Cybertruck. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a, a really bad PlayStation One vehicle yeah. from like, All, uh, like three polygons put together. Yeah, what, what was know. that game where you race around and you shoot missiles at each other? Uh, oh boy, Twisted Metal. Twisted oh, Metal. It yeah. looks like a Twisted Metal PS One. Right, the yeah. first one. It looks like the car I drew in third grade. Yeah, yeah. It was bulletproof, but not not rockproof. Not rockproof. When Elon <laughs> Musk wants to try to show off that it's. Rock proof? Yeah, Elon. Oops. Gets a pass. Uh, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. but you, you know <laughs> what? He, he deserves a pass. Yeah, so. okay. True. No, I give him a pass because, yeah, uh, I don't know, I agree. Lord he, of the Rings reference, he donated a million dollars, a dollar to plant a tree. He donated a million dollars to yeah. plant a million trees, and right. his status for it said for tree beard. Nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> Last March of the Ents, my girls and boys. Hell Yeah. To bring it back to Lord it of the Rings. Been to the, if we're talking Lord of the Rings, should just been to the Eagles. Like they, oh well, flying yeah, fools. What? Where so, were they? So, you know the cliff up versions. Give the ring to the Eagles. They yeah. drop them in the volcano. The end. Dude, yeah, Nazgul Elrond never gonna catch the Eagles. He was just like, save you nine hours of orc fighting. You never get back. And you're like, cast it into the fire. And he's just like, no. He should have been like, no. oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> he could have just yeah, come on, right Sildor. He was just like, uh, all right, cool, just take where, it. There was this is Sparta, bitch, and like, yeah, yeah. He just let him do it and was just like, oh, yeah. oh, wow, well, he's back now. Yeah, it's like not like you're not immortal or anything. You could have just stabbed that dude in the neck and took taking the ring for yourself and throwing. So we just realized that Hugo weaving is the reason that everything got all fucked up. Lord Elrond of Rivendale. Son of a bitch. Lord Elrond. What a guy. So, gentlemen. Are you trying to say what I'm thinking you're going to say? I'm thinking we should uh, yeah. bring it full circle. Full circle. Oh, yeah. So, 
We had some very tasty beers today. We did. We sure did. This was a lot of fun. This is I'll be awesome. honest, I was very nervous at first, but I think we uh Yeah, we, we crushed it. I think we did. Yeah. We uh so everybody poops. Everybody <laughs> poops. I wish you told exactly. me that in the beginning of the podcast. Exactly. Then I would have been like, forty hours, you're hopefully going to poop." The thing oh, is, is we're like, we're just a little little out of our element. This is our first mobile podcast, yeah. and so, in the conference room. Yes, yeah. and a very very element of just like, "Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Please, yeah. sir, may I have some more?" <laughs> but I just want to say thank you guys. Can't thank you enough, thank Michelle. You thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate everything you did for us. It's our pleasure. Um, Come back when yeah. Hopefully just bring we some mac and no, cheese. No, no, we we food collab. Let's do it. <laughs> Let hey. me know. I'll, I'll bring my ingredients right on down, and we'll I'll lo- happily make it in the kitchen. Yeah, let's do it. Or you guys can come up to us and play with some reptiles. Ooh. Oh, you're more than welcome to come I to the house. Just I just mean, like reptiles. I almost put like a little clause in the email. Please don't bring any snakes. But <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, but it still worked out. <laughs> no, no. I, yeah, I, it's a little chilly for those guys. So <laughs> we're yeah, we're down well for you. Hey, perfect up here. Yeah, oh yeah, this is this is prime time. But um, yeah, you guys are more than welcome to. If you ever feel like drinking some bees and having a, a grand old time and holding some big old snakeys, two yeah. two to three are fa- our favorite things. They are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think in the future we might have to try to get get Will, maybe get Ryan. I we'll, thought Ryan was going to be today. To be honest, we'll we'll see see what we can get. We're text. yeah, we're we're definitely open to having as many of of the team on as we can. And we got to book Rob for a second yeah. second show. Come back. Yeah, no, we're, yeah, we're Soon. calling you out. Next month, hey, brother. Yeah, December is wide open, so. Yeah. All right, I'll make a move. Yeah, our, our November was, was tight, but our December is pretty open. So Say when. we got to talk, talk about that trades only, bro, that movement. Say when. Say when. I'm your huckleberry. Right <laughs> so, Mr. Buyer, where can the people find you if they want to check out your... Well, so uh, well, you can find us at It's Just Beer Podcast on Instagram. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, you can email us at It's Just Beer Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to check out my Instagram, it's at Dan Clegane. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, you know that reference. Uh, Uncle Dan. Uh, my Instagram is uh, at Master underscore Gator. Um, <laughs> Master Gator? Yeah, Master, Master Gator. Gator. <laughs> Um, which is pretty much just pictures of oh boy. beer, uh, reptiles, and other critters, and every now and again some guitar stuff. Sure. This is uh, Joshua here. I am at I am all that is man boy. That's a Super Troopers reference. I am all that is man. But also, man boy is my super drunk alter ego. Oh, yeah. he, he, he came out a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it was and interesting. He transforms. It's very uh, interesting and fun. He lurks in the woods until he's summoned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's the mist in a way. Oh yes, Pete. Where can we find you? Yeah, um, Pete O underscore EQ. It's it's very mm-hmm. clear and transparent, <laughs> right? That was after I was told I need to start an Instagram account, and I was like, okay, <laughs> what should I call it? And they're like, I don't know, do something clear. I'm like, here's my name, here's my company. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and Michelle. So you can follow my photography at eqbrewery.com. I do all the photography, marketing. I draft posts with Pete. Um, and that's where you find some of my cool shots. Try to make things splash and pour cool and stuff like that. Badass. You're, you're killing the killing the game right now. It's oh, thanks. I just try to make it interesting for the fans. Sometimes I worry that things could get like so boring, like just seeing all these breweries post beer pics. So I try to keep it 
um, you know, a little different. I try to. Yeah, it, it's hard to set yourself apart for sure. I'm trying. I think I you mean, do a damn I good think, job. Um, I'm like, hey, Michelle, we have another double IPA this week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Looks like, is it yellow? Yes. Yeah. yeah good luck hyping that one up. <laughs> yeah, it's something we pride ourselves on, and it's not just like the photography and social media angle. It's all parts of equilibrium. We just we want to be different. We want to make a fun experience, a fun environment, and. Um, we just want to party with you guys. Nice. I mean, oh, yeah. we hold ourselves yeah, to a high standard as far as like obviously the beer, but also with like social media and like we don't like retracting posts. We try to be as honest as possible, and um, it's just something that's really important to us. So we're yeah. happy to do it, and it's fun. And new space is opening in just a few weeks. I'm not sure when this podcast will air, but by the end of the year, we'll be full. Uh, We'll be fully operational. When do you yeah. want it to air? We have the power. Yeah. I mean, I was just saying, I have the power. Just, just a great <laughs> Thanksgiving I assume, episode, yeah, either, it'll be either, what, this Wednesday or next? Yeah, do you guys have anything that you want to shout out, like you're dropping soon that you want to, you know, plug? Mm-hmm. Or? Beers dropping or opening so dates this or both? Or anything, yeah, want. anything you want. And then we can I mean, put this out ASAP. I mean, for opening dates and this is like the, you know, the guy who has to answer to everything because everything's my fault if it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> Late December, January-ish, we mm-hmm. hope to be opening the tap room. Okay. Right on. I mean, so. I have a wish list, which is more aggressive than that, but we'll see how permanent goes. Cool. Um, uh, we have a, a bunch of um, cool collabs coming up before the end of the year. Uh, some of the hottest people in the game are coming to Middletown. Um, oh, yeah. That's something we pride Ooh, ourselves exciting. on, too, like nice. bringing talent here. Um Eminem, Rihanna, yeah. all coming. It's something oh. we love. So <laughs> we have some really hot collabs. So by the time the new year comes, I think we'll be really cooking with gas in the new spot. That's some awesome. hot drops coming soon. You mean live firewood? So well, I'll post it. <laughs> from uh, from my point of view, I think you guys are killing it. It's been a lot of fun. Had a great time. But you know what? At the end of the day, when it comes down to it, everybody poops. <laughs> everybody, everybody poops. poops. Everybody and. Poops. <laughs> Also, it's, it's just, just beer. I should make the only brown. To my friends and family. This one's on.